0: Welcome back to PTB NXT, your favorite podcast covering NXT chronologically um, in the network era. I am Jambalaya Jake. I'm here with my two co-hosts on this. Um, I'll first introduce, I believe she's celebrating the uh, six years of podcasting. Mm -hmm. She'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Jennifer Smith. What's up, Jenny? Six
1: years, a long time. I mean, it might as well be 60. But yes, today time. is my anniversary, and I'm excited to celebrate it here on PTB NXT with you, my two favorite people.
0: Yeah,
2: Perfect. wow. Six, so to
0: introduce, uh, yeah, six so
2: years. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped the gun. You think I'm an yeah, amateur podcaster?
0: Fine.
2: No, you can go well, ahead and bring me
0: in. <laughs> um, and so uh, our other favorite person besides me would be uh, Tim Capel. who's already um, prematurely. Uh, podcast elated
2: <laughs> lord i got that all fucked up um <laughs> I wouldn't congrats have <laughs> congrats to jenny um i i guess i just really was so excited i <laughs> i could not wait to be formal formally introduced six years it's hard to believe um but but we're very glad that uh you you've stuck it out um in this this here podcasting game um So, do we think that we are the only NXT chronological
0: podcast journey? I've never actually checked.
1: I never have either, but surely not. I don't
0: know. Right. I mean, it seems impossible. I feel like at this point, it's like one of those, like, I don't feel like there's anything that doesn't have a podcast. No joke. Like, multiple. (laughs) Every
1: single thing you can think (laughs) Mm -hmm. of, which is fine. Like, I kind of love that.
0: Norwegian right. black metal. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this a podcast. Um, if you were to guess, Jenny, if you were to do some quick, you know, some quick maths, uh, if you were to ask me how many pods you've done, what would you put that?
1: <sighs> you know, I was thinking years? about that today.
2: How many geek it's and so sassies problem. are there?
1: i think we ended around 50 ish um which we just kind of well you know she moved to germany so it's hard um for our schedules to kind of get together we never really ended that podcast we just kind of right right trailed off but um it's got to be like 500 it's at least if not more i mean i could be way off like it could be more
0: I think you're probably a more if I had to guess. I think yeah. you're a more.
1: Yeah, I'm probably being conservative.
0: It's so many different shows. Yeah, like
1: because of... 'cause I've done a bunch of guest stuff and
2: Yeah.
1: Um you know, all of right. Extreme Three Way Dance, we have what, seven D five of that. Mm-hmm. Talking, um WCW has Thirty or something. Yeah, like thirty something. <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty
0: six. This is twenty six here.
1: Yeah, Jenny position is one hundred and three. And then you know, what an hour? Yeah, 10. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But anyway, but to add a couple more hours here. Yeah, let's do uh, it. All right, quick uh so Cajun word I'm gonna keep this real. This one's pretty straightforward. Um it is with Tim Soiled when he uh jumped in early. It was his uh his consent, which is uh or consent, sense, Which is um your your underwear, your drawers if you will. <laughs> oh. Your conson. Um usually I believe I, I guess it could be either gender, but I've heard it used more for um for for men, I've heard women's is usually called a um, look. You're getting a double here. Uh, a step in. So step women in. they usually call a step in. Yeah. And I wonder if that is more like the connotation of almost like lingerie, or you know, like a mm. like you know what I mean, like um, you know, like lacy things or something, mm-hmm. or like stockings or some shit like that. That's always or you have to butter. actually
1: step into
0: your underwear. So right, that's I've always <laughs>
1: wondered.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of always how I thought it. I always wonder, is like, is it a coincidence that it sounds, like it, or is it called step in because you step into them? So, but uh, yeah, officially we're gonna go with conson. Soil. Uh, I uh, me. I, I went to Arby. I ate <laughs> one uh, too many of them roast beefs, and I um, I made a mess in my conson before <laughs> I could pull in the driveway. Damn. <laughs> so I'm gonna change
2: your conson, you. Just <laughs> here.
0: In this in this city, I ate multiple Arby's roast beef sandwiches, <laughs> driving home. Wow, <laughs> as Good someone way. does.
1: Let's see where you so. got the inspiration for that, then. Jeez. Dingleberries tonight. Like
0: the fight. <laughs> so, we'll try and work consol into our um, into the pod. <laughs> and of course, our second bullshitty thing we do for every pod <laughs> is come up with uh, new gimmick names. Out oh, there. <laughs>
2: so
0: um i feel like oh I've man forced all these dumb things on us so
1: i love them Shut
2: up! i'm pretty nice. sure people turn off the show after this yeah they
1: this don't segment.
2: listen to any of the other shit okay so our current gimmick names i have no recollection of any of these by the way i w- must have been in a fugue state when you assign <laughs> them um as i often am on this podcast <laughs> uh but I usually at least have some recollection once I revisit these. But anyway, Jake, you, you tell me if this rings a bell, um, or should I call you Mr. Fruity Ortiz? <laughs> yes.
3: Okay, Ortiz.
0: Right. So Ort- Ortiz sounds familiar, because I remember thinking about Tito Ortiz. Mm, well, you're Fruity Ortiz. So. All right. Now, I, am,
2: I wrote down, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I wrote down Justin... Pusser, but perhaps it's pronounced <laughs> Pousser. I, I don't know. Pousser. P U S S E R. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Pusser. Jenny, uh, you, this one is one of the worst. Lemire <laughs> Sawyer.
3: Oh, yeah. Lemure. Uh, Lemure. All right.
0: Okay, so there we go. I kinda of like when I don't remember them. I kinda of, I get to pop yeah, all over I'll again because just... I don't remember. Yeah, really? Them.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. So I'm gonna switch to um I will now be Conrad P Blood. <laughs> Blood with an E on the end for some reason.
2: Conrad <laughs> B
0: L O O D E.
2: I can't by, like uh, by the way, um, this P. is <laughs> this officially makes um for each of us our twentieth uh, gimmick nice. On PTV wow,
0: What a milestone
2: Yeah wow. Alright so Conrad I'm sorry P-Blood
1: Why has it got to be P-Blood We don't have to fix that no. it, You can't have P-Blood in
0: your. Well, it, well, it's just well, an initial I, I, I be know, Conrad,
1: just be Conrad blood, blood. The word, I think Wrestling fans 100% All of the crowd Is going to go You P-Blood
0: That's uh, By design no, like, right I mean C-P-Blood C-P-Blood <laughs> Like CPB. C-P-B. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, so Ping Blood. Um <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is absurd. Just because this is um this is like two thirds of the name of someone from like I love the eighties. Um Ian Black. So <laughs> uh, Michael okay. Ian Black without the Michael. Just yeah. Ian, Black. Boy, Ian Black. Very good.
1: P Ian Black.
0: Sorry. Ian Black. <laughs> or iron I I was going to say no, can I make that iron right. no. I would like to make it iron iron Uh I feel like they like I mean close to be like Alistair Black maybe you're like Alistair Black's uh, nephew mm. or something Yeah You yeah. <laughs> Alistair is I uh, yeah.
2: Norwegian black metal
0: <laughs> Oh yeah black metal gimmick I like it Can I uh, yeah, you throw razor blades into the in the audience or something? Oh, hell, yeah. yeah. Might be my best Some, gimmick
2: maybe, yet. Maybe it's it's even more
0: GCW gimmicks. These are more oh, GCW shit. gimmicks, peeing blood, black metal, hey, look. and then uh All right. Um and then uh, <laughs> Jenny, this one actually maybe fits you more than any we've ever done. Wow. Smokey Walker.
1: Oh, I like Smokey. it. Smokey. Wow. Yeah. I like
0: it. Holy shit.
1: I already know my gimmicks, so.
2: (laughs) Well, hey, coming soon to a bingo hall near you. Fuck
1: yeah. I thought you were going to say something else, so I'm glad you went bingo on that.
2: Mm. (laughs) Conrad P. Blood, Ian Black, and Smokey Walker.
1: That is a hot trio. The
2: strong 20th, right? I like it.
1: This one's going to be it. I can feel it. Yeah, these are going to
2: catch on. Smoke and walk Smoke I, and
0: walk
1: I, I can do both of those things
0: mm-hmm. At the same there time
1: Simultaneously Okay
0: Alright Well Half the work's done <laughs> Alright So um, when we last left off We had covered uh, NXT Takeover Rival And so uh, We're going to cover the three episodes Following this um, We'll see how it goes I think we've established that Usually After these big shows They tend to Kind of Do more of a Um Uh, A fall back down and then slowly pick back up as opposed to hit the ground running so we'll see if that trend continues on this set but um we will start things off with the february 18th 2015 episode of nxt where we get a uh a decent sized little recap of a takeover of our new champ sasha and ko kind of um maybe the most uh major change we've seen in a takeover looking thinking of it that way like both major titles changing which is not something you get uh, a whole lot in the NXT. They kind of stick with the same champs for quite a while. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. We are in the Sasha and KO era here. And we start mm-hmm. with a, um, a backstage promo from our uh, GM, William Regal. He addresses that, yes, KO could win by ref stoppage. That, that is one of the um, official ways that you could win a match and win the title. And tonight, KO will face Neville in a non-title match. And that is a new era for NXT. So um, I enjoy... I, I like earnestness and seriousness here he is uh he's very serious about the business of nxt i enjoy it but he kind of mentioned sort of what i just said that this is kind of a new era for us here tim with sasha ko's champs and we'll see what uh, lays in store
2: yeah good to see the commissioner acknowledging that right off the bat and i like that he still expresses his displeasure for the new champion we know that there's been quite some bad blood between Owens and Regal on the path to getting us to this point, point. Uh, and you know Regal's going to do it by the book. He says that Neville, you know, he's he's not in line for a title shot. Uh, he's you know he's not even um, he's he's not a number one contender. He just uh, he he has not earned that right once again. But he will be facing the champion in an exhibition match. So you got to figure. If he does go over the champion clean, then that's got to put him right back in line for immediate title contention. So uh, we love Neville. Um, we've we've loved what we've seen of uh, Owens here. Now now we're going to see him as champion. And so this should make for a pretty good, interesting dynamic in our main event.
1: A lot of conflict starting out. Um, but I like uh, Regal's, you know, dick on the table. Like, look. Kevin yeah. Owens don't run this place. I do, um, and I really like shots of him in his office um, because yes. it, it looks like a porn set. And,
2: well, okay. and <laughs> I'll run right. with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's not the most glamorous, but it does have some regal charm to it. It does. Uh, but anyway, our new our, our new champ comes out. He heads down to the ring. Um, He gets some dueling uh, Sammy Owens chance, So we have some chance for Sammy Summer into our new um, heel champion. He says that no one has a right to be mad about him winning. He didn't lie. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And he did what he needed to do. He fought for his family. And um, uh, he went to fight for his family. He's a prize fighter. That's what he did. Um, The future uh, is um, the future is Finn Balor is the number one contender. So he tells Finn to pick a date but no one is going to take his uh, belt. So a very straightforward KO promo. He's still very solid and he doesn't get, he doesn't raise his voice too much here. It's a, I like that his character so far is this whole thing where like, he takes this really face thing is Ricky Steamboat yeah. fighting for his family or whatever, like the most babyface mm-hmm. thing, but he's like so curt and dismissive about everything mm-hmm. being a heel that like, it doesn't really get him much sympathy from anybody. Um, and I, I do like that they brought in, because if I'm not mistaken, I think before he came to WWE, he was kind of like a place in his real life where he almost quit wrestling because he was kind of worried that it just wasn't enough to. Like, I think he had just had his son or he, his son was getting older and he was kind of at this crossroads where, crossroads where he didn't know if he was going to keep wrestling because he didn't know if he could really support a family on it. So I do kind of feel like they brought in some of his real life stuff, but it's just an interesting you don't see out of a heel character much mm-hmm. um, So I kind of enjoyed him That out Jenny
1: I did too and I I question his sincerity About his family like <laughs> To mm-hmm. me it just sounds like What the heel like kind of Thinks mm-hmm. the audience Wants to hear from a champ You know oh, I fight for my family like, To me it rings a little false But it feels mm-hmm. on purpose like, You know what I mean like that that real oh. asshole side of him that everyone loves, quite frankly, and that I think we do too, Tim.
2: Um, I took that that part of it as sincere only because, I, I mean, I'm choosing to, to interpret it that way, admittedly, but I, I just think that's an interesting angle for a heel. Like Jake said, he's somebody who is... Um, very self-involved, very self-interested, and really doesn't care about anyone beyond himself and his immediate family. Um, like he doesn't give a shit what the crowd thinks. He doesn't give a shit about any of his opponents. Doesn't care about uh, his old friendships. In fact, if you know stepping on those same friendships can can improve his life and, and the life of his family, um, as we saw in the way that he just demolished uh, Sammy Zayn, you get the, the sense that this is a guy who figures, um, I got to make my money now. Um, that's, you know, that could easily go away at any moment. Uh, but friendships, eh, you can, you can always work on a friendship if it's that important to you. Like I could maybe down the line reestablish that if it suits me. Like he's just, he has this very cold calculating way of, of just running his life and his career. And there's just, he's burned off every, everything that just doesn't support that, that mindset. I feel like this is just who he is now. There's this, this total um, like cynical asshole who Mm -hmm. is just this like selfish piece of shit, basically. But I mean, it gets the job done, right? He's, he's got the skills to back it up and, He's right. He hasn't, he hasn't told us any lies so far. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything that he hasn't said he was going to do. So none of this should come as as a surprise to us. So I'm, I'm liking this character a lot and the whole prize fighter aspect of it, you know, he's, um, he's like establishing his brand as a guy who, uh, kind of similar to Brock Lesnar, not to not to directly compare the two, but sort of an NXT version of that, where he's not going to show up for just any old match. Like if, if you're going to see a Kevin Owens match, it's going to be an important title defense. It's going to be for some major money on the line. That's all he's interested in. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm pretty on board with with this. I mean, any character that is this strong but also enhances the prestige of the title that they hold. It's really a win-win for me,
0: right? And we, we—I feel like we just don't get many like, qu- like quiet troll heel champions. Like usually, if they're like trolling the crowd at all or like trying to get under their skin, it's loud and like in your they're face. They're loud, and he's being so, about it. Yeah, right, right. They're, they're like a Seth Rollins.
2: Quiet. That's like I feel like Seth Rollins is the only right. heel <laughs> they know how to write anymore. They're just I mean, and not to you know, I don't know go off on a tangent there, but it just seems like w- we've lost a lot of versatility of different types of characters that still fit a heel mold. Yep.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, so we will continue on. We're going to see the debut of, uh, of Rhino here. So kind of, I <laughs> don't know where are we getting up? <laughs> going up in NXT and he's going to be facing uh, who will later become Elias. But right now he's on Samson. And uh, we go in, they call Rhino the man beast, which is kind of a funny name. But uh, he pretty much just goes in there and gores the shit out of Elias Sampson. <laughs> so uh, I rated this gore because it was just gore <laughs> gore. Gore, 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 the man beast gore. Jenny, what'd you think of Rhino Gore it and Elias gore. Samson? <laughs> oh God. I mean,
1: come on. <laughs> I was like, zero then i was like i turned that zero into an o and then i wrote gore And I was <laughs> like, this is a ptp score um is it the debut of samson have we seen him before
0: uh, i think he's been used as a um non-competitive enhancement okay. he's definitely been in the rosebuds also
1: i was thinking he was a Rosebud. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: prominently featured obviously right before this
1: and I mean it was fun i mean i don't rhino's rhino i don't know (laughs) know how you feel about rhino uh some people like him some people do not
2: um who doesn't like rhino come on
1: yeah i don't know i think he has a like weird (laughs) fun manic energy um during the squash so it wasn't like oh i gotta sit through another squash it was like (laughs) it was it was a squash on drugs Tim.
2: So you're you're breaking (laughs) your rule of of giving squashes a dud for the sake of I thought you might. I thought you might. I'm glad you did, because I also dig Rhino. Um, He is apparently ageless. Rhino looks exactly the same as he did in 2001 here in 2015, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, He's one of those guys, I mean, I won't go so far as to say Arn Anderson-esque, but he's just another one of those guys who seems like he was never young. Therefore, you can't say he has ever aged badly. Um, but anyway, great to see him here in, in NXT. That's a that's a nice little pickup. Uh, and boy, does he demolish um, poor Elias here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I mean, my rating was I went the standard, you know, half star squash. But I'm I'm going to go ahead and change that to gore as well. <laughs> nice
0: half gore. Half gore. Half
2: gore. Half gore. Um,
0: yeah, I, I can't explain it, but he's, like, of all the, yeah. like, randos we see show up here, he's, like, bringing me, he's definitely in the upper tier of joy seeing him just show up with his
2: yeah, yeah.
0: insanely gore, girthy body. <laughs> That's the only thing I feel like changes about him. He's, like, various levels of girthy. He looks the same, right. but he's, like, various thicknesses throughout his um time. And I don't know, I feel like everything I watch, I watch all these different, prom- like, NXT and... And TNA, and he, like, shows up everywhere. He's just in every promotion mm-hmm. randomly.
2: Well, and That's especially compared to, like, a, a Brotus Clay. Remember, like, they yeah. thought they were going to get
0: right, the rub right.
2: off of a, a fucking Brutus Clay, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he was all right for those two episodes, but c- come on. Like, Titus, like, what
0: are we mm-hmm. doing? <laughs> right. He's not getting, like, a pop on just appearance, like Rhino's yeah. going to get.
2: Ryan, like, yeah, Rhino is actually a name people remember him. He was reasonably accomplished in multiple promotions. Yeah, so yes. this this works.
0: And a, another thing I like that he does. So we head backstage, and Finn is giving a um, a promo, like a little interview. Pretty straightforward. Just says he's not intimidated by intimidated by KO. He's gonna go after the title, kind of run the mill stuff, but then out, as he's finishing up, Rhino just stalks by during the interview and like looks at him. So I kind of dug that too—that he was kind of acting mm. like a literal Rhino. So that kind of gave him some bonus points too.
1: Ben said, "Anywhere, um, any place," and I was like, "That's the same thing, Finn, But okay, <laughs>
0: anywhere, anywhere, anyplace, anyplace. any place, any
1: place. <laughs> I don't know. That bugs me. I don't. I get it. Ugh. Anyway, the I like to repetitive out cliche. By. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't I, notice that. This, You're right. This,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Anywhere, any place, anytime. <laughs> any, any location. <laughs> <laughs> <The>
1: area. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, but this kind of I felt like this then almost started anything. a trend. <laughs> Of uh, promos that we're going to go through these shows, like a lot of yeah. very forgettable promos, and this is kind of the mm-hmm. first one. I mean, I like Finn, but it just kind of didn't really add too much to his aura presence. But all right, head to our first, uh, well, our first maybe what could be a real match. We'll see. The uh, Vaude Villains are going to be facing so Zo and Cass here. Uh, Carmella's is uh, Daisy Duke. has got the jean shorts on here, so mm-hmm. um, a little su- maybe a little southern. Going on here. But uh obviously uh so Corey is is dogging Enzo and Cass. And at this point, I'm thinking it's gotta be just out of jealousy because um, mm. you know, they got his future lady uh Carmella there, so mm. maybe that's what's going on. But um they are pushing as we start the match that the, the Von villains are much more aggressive here. Uh but Cass gets in, he crushes them, he pins Aiden with a big boot, and so this is another uh, pretty not too competitive. I wouldn't say non competitive, but only partially competitive uh, enhancement match. Uh, Vaude Villains, more like the Job Villains. I want to start oh! on this. They came, in came in and got fed into on cast. So they're, I don't know. They're, this is an early stock falling, I would say, for the Vaude Villains, uh, Tim.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like we've seen this this exact same match a million times um while it isn't an out and out squash it's it barely registers above that um i just gave this a star and i don't even think that's a little generous to be honest with you um i really i, I really was not into this like it's it's just it's getting pretty repetitive with these two teams uh
1: yes i didn't even grade it so okay. i mean <laughs> Because always it's like, what spot. do they always do? Like, they yeah, they put in Enzo, he gets worked over, he gets a good hot tag, and um, Cass comes in. But in this one, it, they did swerve us, because Enzo did get the pin, which, look, I like, because I like them. I like their team, mm-hmm. I like their gimmick, so I'm into them. I just wonder, why could this not have been a real match? Can Enzo and mm-hmm. Cass just not really wrestle? Is that why we're doing
0: right. this? That's kind uh, of what I came away thinking because I'm like, how, like at what point? Because they've been around for a while. I mean, their whole deal is over. Like their crowd loves yeah. their chance all. When are they going to do, do something, something with them? Exactly. Like
2: well, the thing like is, have like have
0: some hashtag real matches. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: All all Enzo really needs to do is sell, right? Yes. Like even if he can't. If he doesn't have a lot of offense, if he can at least bump, I mean, my God, how hopeless is the guy? Um,
1: He's not bad from what I see.
2: He's yeah, we haven't seen that he's he seems that bad. So just send him out there and to bump for I don't know five to ten minutes, and then all Big Cass has to do is is be the hot tag guy. So even if he's super limited, you have him come in and clean house, and you know if you still want to give Enzo a nice win, then fine and tag him back in and he hits a splash or something. I don't know, some token bit of offense that he can be trusted with. Like there's no reason why this, even, even if these guys are are not, you know, the, the best technically all around in the ring, you can work within Mm -hmm. those limitations, especially a team like the Vaud villains who can really go. We've seen a real variety of offense from them Um, just have them, press the advantage for 75% of the match and, and you know, end zone, cla- end zone cast kind of clean up at the end. Like, just that Southern tag formula, right? But I guess we don't really do that so often in, in WWE. Up in New York, we don't... Well,
1: and you got to utilize Carmella at some point. She's there. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, as a
2: distraction or she something. Can, yeah,
1: yeah, she can interfere. She can fuck with people like... There's shit here to work with. Oh.
2: There's a lot of smoke and mirrors you can do to make yeah. these matches. Even if you're going to do longer, quote unquote, real matches, you can make them work mm-hmm. and entertaining. Look at that. We we reagented this entire we match. We
1: sure did. We're very and made smart. it
2: like a three star match. Yeah. We did.
1: In our minds, it is a three star match.
2: And it was easy. Wow. It didn't take two minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. We're very very talented.
0: Wow. They're doing it next. But yeah. I- <laughs> I just wonder how long... There's so many entities in NXT where you're like, how long are they going to be in like a holding pattern mm-hmm. before they actually do literally anything with them? <laughs> and uh, Enzo and Cass and Carmella are right there. Yep. so We'll see. Um, a team that finally has kind of gotten their time to shine is Bud and West, And they show up as um, Enzo and Cass and Carmella are celebrating the win. They show up on the uh, little NXT Minitron. Uh, and they are all of a sudden horn dogs. They're horny for and say that she can come over to be- Bud and West country. Uh, she starts to feign like she's vomiting, uh, does the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, a strange turn for Bud and West. I don't know if like they were supposed to be like healing it up or maybe we're supposed to think they're funny. It was just like a weird because they were just been like rah-rah faces and they come in with this uh, all of a sudden like. And I, I don't know maybe if they're trying to go for like a sunny gimmick with bella where it's like these teams are all mm. like trying to get her on their side or something i don't know but it was uh mm-hmm. i don't know it was just kind of random for bud and Wes. Uh, jenny what did you think of them um going after uh carmella
1: yeah that was my note too are they heels now i don't know i sort of right. thought they were facey earlier so i don't know um but i mean it's something. It's we had just said. Let's do something with this tag team with Enzo and Cass. So here's something. Um, and this, the tag division, as it stands, uh, you. I don't. I don't think they really know where they want to go with them as champs. Do they want to do heel or face really? So maybe they're good at this. We'll see.
2: Yeah, it almost it almost feels like they are. Transitional tag team champions, while there's not another obvious team in waiting. Exactly, um, it's a little bit confusing. Uh, yeah, and, and they also act like Enzo and Cass are not in the same ring while they're um, addressing Carmella, which is odd. Um, it's almost like are they are they trying to to needle Enzo and Cass, trying yes. to get under their skin? That would make sense if they were the ones challenging like Enzo and Cass for the the tag team titles, you know, trying to play head games with them, but there's no reason for them to do that as the champions. Like they mm-hmm. should be the ones being pursued here. So it just comes off like like Jake said that they're just weird horn dogs for Carmella all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, for for no real reason. Well, I
1: mean, Enzo and Cass are also horn dogs for Carmela.
2: Well, yes, yeah, so I'm not saying she's she's <laughs> she's not a um, lovely woman, but um, no. it's just all of a sudden for them to do this like flyover promo to uh, you know um try to tempt Carmella mm-hmm. I, just out of nowhere is it's I don't yeah I guess it'll give us a you know a, a one week one to two mm-hmm. week TV feud at best perhaps.
1: I wonder who's going to get their hair cut off.
2: Yeah. And will we get a <laughs> reappearance of hair?
1: Yeah.
0: Bud and Wes, they've got plenty of hair, so maybe they'll they get the, yeah. uh, the old hair, hair treatment. Um, we'll see how it plays out But we had, uh, we had backstage, we have Adrian Neville He's giving a quick mm. interview He says, uh, even though it's not entitled with him and KO It's personal He had his close personal friend, Sammy <laughs> So um, uh, And he does not want KO to forget him So, um, sure, they're close personal friends I thought they had kind of a rivalry going Where uh-huh. right? Sammy and Adrian almost didn't like each other at one point But, uh, you know, whatever They threatening
2: to turn heel on one another at uh-huh. various points Yeah.
0: Right hmm. Close personal friends, <laughs> but
1: that that's business. They're still friends. Yeah, They're
2: water away. under the bridge now.
1: And I like how he said. I thought he made a good point where he he was the champ for a long time. He is used to being hunted, and now he is the hunter. So yeah, um, it was a good little turn of phrase. And he always he he's just man. He's just perfect. Look, he's just good. He he can yeah. talk. I mean, he he. You will not find a bigger stand than me for this guy.
0: Right. I'm telling you, I'm glad he's he still just... around. Me too. I know,
2: and well, right. anyway, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into um, yeah, no. <laughs> AEW spoilers or anything, but it is nice to it is nice to still see uh, this th- this uh, man getting his dude today. Um, yeah, I think you guys pretty well covered it for me. This is a good promo. Everything Neville Everything. does and says just seems believable to me. Just yep. seems legit. I mean, we've acknowledged that he's not, like, the best talker in the world, but whatever he's saying, you're like, oh, I totally, like, buy into that. I completely right. see where he's coming from.
1: And he's not yelling at right. you. He mm-hmm. makes you lean mm-hmm. into it. Like, he's just mm-hmm. measured and calm, and for the most part. And, and even with that accent, you would think that it would be hard to understand him, but I don't know. I never really... Have trouble with it, and not, it's yeah, quite pronounced. Really. But I don't know, just the way he speaks, it works. Yeah,
0: right. He at least comes off as like authentic. He doesn't come off as like forced, no. like even if he's not giving the most like interesting no. ever heard. He at least doesn't come off fake, which is a good thing. So you're yeah, that This get very you
2: easily could hard. have felt like a very fake, manufactured backstage promo. like a lot of them do, right? And it doesn't. It it because he is so poised and experienced. And we, you know, I I guess we're a little bit biased, tilted in his direction, (laughs) but still, um, it comes off a lot better than, than other guys do in the same, uh, set of circumstances.
0: All right, we do some uh, quick hit promos from our uh, women here. We Bailey says that she put her heart out there at uh, Takeover, but she will get her chance again. So kind of just continuing on with the Bailey story of never quite getting there. We then cut to Becky. She says she also gave it her all, but she kind of puts the blame on Bailey, saying she screwed up and is the reason that she that um, she did not win. But she is happy that Charlotte lost the title. So real quick, basic stuff just to kind of keep all this in our heads. I don't know if you guys had any additional thoughts.
1: No, just to, like like you said, remind us and tell us that the women are going to be, you know, not giving up chasing after Sasha.
2: Yeah, nothing wrong with this. I I like that they are pretty much just reiterating everyone's alignment here, Mm -hmm. Um, particularly Becky, who's been a little bit hard to pin down I feel like where you know she was with Sasha then they kind of broke off but she super hates Charlotte and now she seems to have some beef with Bailey which um, I like putting putting that heat on them gives us again some more um, decent another decent TV program potentially Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah this is a nice little resetting here of uh, the women who are not in the immediate title picture
0: all right, we had the CJ Parker. He's in the ring. He's rocking some jorts, which is not his <laughs> typical look. Uh, very upset that oh, he wasn't boy. booked on TakeOver. And so he's coming in and he's going to take over the show. He's ending the show and it's going to be his takeover. He says he's taking over the TakeOver, takeover. and then he's just wrapping the ring, wrapping <laughs> the ring in caution tape. And then some <laughs> wild man with uh, some mystery man with spiked hair comes out. And it is real to us that his name is Solomon Crow. Uh He looks like Eric Young from 2005 TNA with <laughs> yeah. black hair. Um, he's like hitting the mic on his head. Um, he comes in, uh, wipes out CJ Parker and then says, no, back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah. I, I guess he's so they do the computer thing, too, where it's like it's we've uh-huh. been seeing like the teasers for like the screen gets all glitchy. So. He's like a computer hacker or something, but he's also like some punk, like street punk guy because he's got like the spiky hair and his, like, He's a. I don't know. I was trying to figure out what the fuck that he's supposed to be. <laughs> Terrible name too. All of our names we had earlier are better than Solomon. Are <laughs> better than
2: Solomon. Crow. <laughs>
1: what do you all mean. Yeah, I like Solomon. Crow.
2: He's, uh, he he fell out, (laughs) I guess he fell out of that uh, early 90s movie, Hackers, perhaps. Um, (laughs) I, yeah. Um, It's, it's very um, disappointing is not really the word that this is the payoff. I mean, this was like a few weeks that they were doing (laughs) the weird glitchy stuff like it to, and they started out really subtle about it where we were like uh oh, what happened to the Did I
1: stroke out yeah
2: yeah this production here for and then it it kind of gradually increased to the point that you realized oh they're building up to something here this is they're they're gonna debut someone and, and pay this off and wow that <laughs> um solomon crusts our big payoff um i Oof. Um <laughs> swing and a miss, guys. Uh I don't know what to tell you.
1: He looks like he looks like a garden gnome dressed as a biker. Like he <laughs> with the spiky hair and the spiky beard and his face looks like John Favreau, like right in the face. So,
0: <laughs> and he's
1: sort of short and stocky. So Gnomes uh, of Anarchy. Yeah, it was ill. <laughs> Yes.
2: <laughs> he also kind of looks like a, a, a would be clone of the guy from some 41 who was left in the yeah. oven too long.
1: Yeah. That guy.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I'm
2: sorry. I know this is a, a bizarre variety of takes on this. No,
1: no, no. It's
2: all incredible. But <laughs> you just have to see him for yourself and, and tell us we're wrong because it, I, he really defies description. It's, it's a lot. Um, And and male jobber, CJ Parker, I mean, is not having the best day either, declaring it bull crap. He's got a a hideous um, Uh. bandana, which like he's kind of nestled his um, ponytail in the back of in a way that is utterly um, baffling. Gross. And it's, yeah, um, uh, uh, this is, (laughs) This is wrestling, folks.
1: It's funny, because he comes out to the ring, he goes, I hate NXT. Yes, he does. It just, it got me, I was dying. Because, like, look, it's ridiculous, but he always sells it, like, he Mm. does it, like, he does all this embarrassing shit, like, everything that he does makes him look like a fucking fool, but... (laughs) he's growing on me to the point where i'm admiring him for it mm-hmm. uh which is just how i roll apparently
2: <laughs> no i get it i mean he's oh. uh, so when he lesser... screamed
1: that it just got me
2: <laughs> I because he's fed <laughs> <A> up lesser... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he strung that tape all over the ring i don't know i just i enjoyed it for whatever reason
2: yeah a lesser talent probably would have um crumpled yeah, giving up by now, just <laughs> throwing in the towel. But
0: now we should mention wow. who Mr. Solomon Crow, what he's known as nowadays. More I was going to ask because I
1: don't know. Yes,
0: okay. it's uh he is Sammy Callahan, who currently wrestles, I'd imagine, for like indies and stuff, but mainly he's in TNA right now.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, I oh, guess and, I'm sure he
0: does. Yeah.
2: Well, and C.J. Parker is juice robinson right
0: yes yes juice robinson so have they had like an
2: an epic feud at some point in tna do we think like this that's entirely possible given
0: i mean the last few years CJ had some notoriety and um in japan is like where he got his biggest break really funny enough
1: oh my god cj parker's fucking tony storm is that right
2: um, I believe that is, for, yeah. I I think she is with
0: Juice Robinson. Wow.
1: Wow. See, even okay. Mm. All right, that changes.
0: Wow. He's you. he's got the juice.
1: He does. All right. Sorry. Got the juice.
2: I really want them to have main evented like multiple Impact pay per views in. Yeah. I don't know, like twenty eighteen or something. Let's I want that say, to like, be true, yeah. even though it's probably not. Well, we can put it on Wikipedia, it, then it'll be true. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah,
0: well, <laughs> anything's true once you put it on Wikipedia. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah.
0: It will not be the last we see of Mister Crow on these episodes. Um, well, um, but uh, it was the debut. It was a debut, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we uh, we head now to what's sure to be uh, a monumentous match. It's going to be um the. <laughs> The graphic was um, Banks versus Pants. (laughs) (laughs) So Sasha Banks is going to be facing Blue Pants. Um, On commentary, they mentioned that she's right off the clearance rack. (laughs) So I'm very Mm -hmm. flattering for Blue Pants. Um, All the women I find have to have these like crop top shirts. Like Sasha has one here. Charlotte always has it. I don't know what it was like standard Mm. issue in NXT, but they all kind of rocked this. It reminds me of like in TNA when all the guys have to have like the – like the AJ Styles little short yeah. as their tights, as their trunks. <laughs> I don't know if this was just like the thing at the time in 2015 in NXT to like have their normal gear, but then wear like a little cut off shirt at the same time. I don't know. Something I've noticed a lot.
1: In the, I NXT love women. that you've mentioned that because in one of my mm-hmm. notes for one of the later matches, Charlotte has a cute little crop top on. And I was like, she needs to bring that shirt back because I need one of those. And it was like it said something. If you're gonna do it on the front, and then the back said just do it or something like shit like that. Hmm. Do it, not just do it. Probably. Um. Do it. (laughs) Do it.
2: (laughs) Do it.
0: (laughs) The the match though. Uh. Oh, uh, pants. She frustrates Sasha by kicking her out of the ring. as Sasha's taunting her on the apron. Uh, she gets a little backside pin whenever Sasha gets back in. But after that, Sasha handles her pretty quickly, hits a double knee in the corner, picks her up at two, and then locks her in the bank statement for a, uh, a quick and decisive win. So I don't know. I went one star on it. It was, uh, old blue pants, another non-competitive, uh, enhancement <laughs> performer here. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, well, uh, maybe we can talk about this too. So the probably the more notable thing Sasha cuts in ring promo, uh Greg, asked what it means to her to be champ and uh which I thought was a like it sounded like a topic of like a fourth grade essay. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be champ to you? Like yeah. it's like those um well, patriotism geez. essays where it's like what does it mean to what does it mean for you to be an American? It's like I don't know, I'm 10. <laughs> um like it was just <laughs> Horrible question for a grown man to ask a grown woman on TV. But anyway, she says that it means she's the best and she's the boss. So, again, the whole package here was just to, you know, assert Sasha, give her a quick win, let her kind of heal off on pant- blue pants, who's kind of a goofy gimmick, pants. and kind of do her Sasha stuff. Jenny? Um,
1: yeah, I, I didn't mind this as, like, a, just a quick little... Dominant win for the champ. Who's you know cocky? She's newly, freshly minted champ, so she needs something like this, and it's fun. And I thought Blue Pants showed you know some attitude by kicking her off the ropes and onto the floor. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I liked Sasha getting real mad about that, like bitch, who do you think you are? Um, so, and then when she stomped it on her uh, stomach in the corner, that shit looked legit, like. In a way, like, Sasha's, in as much as we've seen Charlotte grow and and everybody else in-ring, Sasha, I think, has lagged a little bit behind for me, just because, I don't know, there's something about her that I don't totally buy, but things like that, the little details like that are starting to win me over on Sasha, and this helps, the whole match helped uh, continue that trend, so... I ended up giving a half a star, Tim.
2: Um, I would a whole star on it, uh, much like Jake. Only because <clears throat> while it may not really merit that, it's it's not much of a match, let's face it. It was like you described, Jenny, it was the little things that um I appreciated. And I admittedly am just kind of a little bit of a mark for blue pants. I Makes I don't know. Sense. I just I think she brings a little something to as goofy as this gimmick is, I, it just pops me. It pops me every time I see her and she always brings a little something to these, um, otherwise nothing matches. And, uh, I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, look, are we really grousing over a half a star or a star? It's, 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 it's yeah. no great shakes, but, um, that's what I landed on anyway. Also,
0: I, I agree with I'm y'all. It's a good, I, I'll go, uh, I no, go ahead, thing. Jenny.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. why do we let Sasha just walk? Well, I I mean, I, I kind of had debated about it. Like, okay, she wins, she does her sassy promo and she stomps off victorious, but I feel like why not have Charlotte come out here or one of the other ladies and, Mm. you know, start up something again, you know,
2: with Um, Charlotte
1: most likely, but you know,
2: yeah, we saw them. We know they're backstage. They kind of had words earlier, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, if someone's not going to come out, then maybe you do this match and then run the promos back. Right. Like it's, it's weird that they established that, you know, the, you've got <laughs> these women who are, um, you know, not, not feeling too great about this um, Sasha championship reign now, and they're hungry still, but they don't have anything to say about this.
1: Mm. Is it, an automatic rematch with Charlotte now, or do we get to have some sort of fight for a contendership or. All
2: right, They haven't,
0: they haven't really they haven't told really, us one way or another. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like they, they could put something here to tell us, you know, yeah. which way we're Go going ahead. with that. Um, but it
0: is sort of the way they do things on, on NXT is kind of like, it's a good point. Cause like, if this was raw, I think what you said is probably what happens, but they have a weird, like, I find on these, they kind of fragment everything. Like, they don't do a lot of, like, confrontations, like, in the ring and stuff. Everything, most of the shit happens, like, backstage. It is kind of a different... You know, now you mention it, it is kind of different than I they feel kinda, like they do yeah. things on the bigger shows.
2: They kind of make the match and then supply the storyline, if there even is one.
3: That
2: um, makes sense, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know, I've never loved that approach. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel as organic as you know two people feuding over like a misunderstanding or something that leads to a series of matches like that's sort of the traditional way of of booking a a rivalry but I don't know in NXT they they kind of they're they're not transparent about the the direction of things always so I don't know it's just different philosophies I guess but Mm. Doesn't always serve some of our our up and coming talent, so to speak.
0: I do agree with you guys, though. Was it good compared to a lot of our squash matches? She at least got like some character stuff, and we we see a lot of squashes. I find on these where I don't feel like a whole lot gets accomplished. Mm -hmm. Baron Corbin, we're looking at you. Yep. So it was good that, like you guys said, that she got to kind of get her heel character over, like kicking blue pants off the apron and all that. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, so we go now to Dr. Chris Amon. This was an odd thing. So he discusses why they stopped the match in, a, in the San McAo match. He says there was worry of a concussion. Uh, they checked him out. and He kind of just ends this up on, like, well, he ended up, he's doing fine. He went to Abu Dhabi for whatever tour. And we called him up. He's doing okay. It was just, like, you would think they would make it seem like, you know, we're still not really sure if he's mm-hmm. okay. He took, like, a heavy beating. But instead, they, like, go the other route where it's like, yeah, he really wasn't hurt that bad. It wasn't even <laughs> that big of a deal. Like, it just kind <laughs> of. So it's like, so we stopped the match for something that ended up not even really, like, being that big of an issue. I don't know. It was just strange. It was that strange. That's the route they went. Like
2: It was maybe, like, they me, were trying yeah. to save face a little bit so that Sammy didn't seem like. Such as much of a yeah, as much of a loser who's constantly getting <laughs> kayfabe injured, right? Because he mm-hmm. he did the angle where I mean, the night that he won the title, ko, <laughs> they and beats his ass, puts him over the uh, <laughs> the ring apron, and then he's he's off TV for like the next two to three weeks or whatever. Um, and and we're basically gonna do we're gonna run that back <laughs> in their in the first matches that they have and have. Sammy get totally um, dominated and decimated, um, which is fine. But to have him be injured yet again on top of that would be like, all right, come on. Like how much <laughs> how, how much of an underdog does this guy have to be where he's just eating shit constantly and there's always some excuse why he can't wrestle? It's, you know, is he made a glass? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, that bitch went to Abu Dhabi and shit. He's
2: fine. Why, I mean, what he's, he's fine, doing? yeah. He's doing yeah, his thing in Abu Dhabi. That's why it. he's not here. It's, yeah, that's
0: the real explanation. All right. So, well, anyway, he's fine. We'll hear from him a bit later. Um, but we'll go to our main event, which uh, we'll see if this could spice things up in High since we had a pretty tepid show in that department. It's going to be uh, Neville versus KO, uh, non-title. Uh, Rich on commentary calls the KO fans the Kevin Aniaks, so <laughs> i'm sure that all rolls right off the tongue sure uh, we get a slow k uh, um, we get a slow ko beatdown as we've kind of seen from ko here uh, he grinds a headlock he kind of trolls the crowd talks shit to the crowd while he's got neville in the headlock neville twists out of it hits a ddt um uh, no sorry me, neville twists into a ddt while he's on his shoulders he starts a little comeback he hits an absolutely sick moonsault uh to the outside. Um I felt like he was in the air for like five seconds, just incredible hang time. Uh he's taken advantage of Owens bailing, so I enjoyed that. Like every time Owens would try and bail and do his heel stalling thing, uh Neville would do some kind of like aerial move. So kind of taking that away, like not letting him escape like that. Um he does another in, like insane 450 like off the apron to the outside. Just incredible shit that he's doing to the outside. Um, he gets some Germans. He has to struggle a bit to get a uh, big KO up, but he gets them up. And um, all I can think at this point is that Neville's offense is just its just fucking incredible. I don't know. Everything he does, just I know we say this every single match he has, but it's just true. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, the 450 yeah. to the outside was just like he oh, did man. a 450 yeah. with like two feet of falling. Clearance. Just yeah. insane stuff. Um, but anyway, he goes for like he does a reverse run, he spikes KO. He goes up for the red arrow, but misses that. Um, he rolls, but KO catches him right there and hits him with the pop-up power bomb. So um I did kind of like that finish. It was a little bit out of nowhere because um the match was very kind of 50 50 in that KO controlled the early part and most of the end until KO um kind of caught him with the finish was all Neville. But um, I do like that they're getting the uh, getting the uh, out-of-nowhere part of the pop-up powerbomb over here. Like, that even though he got dominated, he can kind of hit that pop-up powerbomb out of anywhere and take him out. Uh, I was going to ask y'all, how are y'all feeling after a few matches about KO kind of with the sluggish start here? Like, how is this very slow? And I know it fits <laughs> his character, but, you know, things could fit a character and not always be entertaining to watch. I was kind of... There were times here, and I think when you don't have quite as long of a match, you can kind of feel it a little bit more. But um, it, it definitely picked up with Neville's offense. But I felt like um, it was very your half, my half. And the KO part was a little slow. And again, I know that's his character. But uh, I ended up going three and a quarter on it. But I would say that was my biggest gripe about this one. is I, I don't know if I'm continuing to like how slow KO's kind of uh, mm-hmm. like when he's on top like how that rolls. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I mean,
2: there's such a thing as, as starting off a match slow and then kind of building from there that, that I I do enjoy when it's Mm -hmm. done well and with the right opponents. Um, I can see your point with KO where it's just, it feels like stalling or it feels like trolling for the sake of trolling. And it absolutely does fit his character. Um, it's it's some nice character development but to your point it's not really the most entertaining to see um i i don't know i think it's the type of thing where if he picked his spots a little bit better with that stuff and and didn't like start off a match in that way it it might come across better and i do think he gets better at that over time like um i'm i'm thinking of some later matches where he he will kind of in the heat of battle he will um he'll tease like a dive and then just like totally wave it off you know and it just it you know it pops the crowd in its own way um even though it's it's not what you want to see it's it's funny right so it's gonna get a reaction out of people um he'll also go in like he's teasing a big move like a you know like a shining wizard or something and and um, lay in a chin lock, you know, in the middle of a match, and it's just like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's more effective when it's done, like mid-match, um, as a way of, uh, like, like kind of cooling off. Uh, the the way that you use an actual chin lock to put some, but to put some theatricality around it at the same time. Um, but the way that they we start these matches with that very slow kind of aggravating uh you know Chinlock city rest hold stuff is stalling um it does kind of grate on my nerves a bit but um we don't have too terribly much of that in this match um it it, once it gets Mm -hmm. going it, it moves at a good clip i felt like and i know we're very repetitive in our praise uh of neville we're total marks what can we say but he's just an all around athlete. I mean, he is just, I I don't know that I've run out of original ways to describe how great Adrian Neville is. Um, and how much I've, I've enjoyed his performances over the course of doing this podcast. Um, you called out the big spots, Jake, it, it was really, you know, incredible to see, you know, a, a 450 done from the ring apron, um to a guy on the outside which you know take away the the risk factor alone for him to hit it as flush and as beautifully as he does not something you see every day um by any means you know that that poison rana always looks really cool um the kicks like neville has a really awesome um missile drop kick kick we get to see that here uh obviously he you know, teases at the, the red arrow. It's a shame we don't get to see it as much as we we love that move. But um it does lead into our finish, as abrupt as it kind of is, uh, with that pop-up power bomb, which they're doing a good job of getting that over as uh KO's primary finish now. So um and I think that's important because I always like when guys have, you know, not only their, their primary finisher, but also like off to the side, like their, their MDK finisher that they don't do, they don't pull out every match, which, (laughs) you know, in the case of Kevin Owens, it's, it's that, um, that powerbomb across the ring apron. Like if he had to do that to put guys away every single match, I think it would get a little old. Right. But, um, we, we preserve sort of how, how special the move is by just, busting it out on on an occasional basis, and his his primary finish is going to be that pop-up power bomb. Um, so yeah, I mean this this all all around worked really well for me. It was a nice treat to get this match uh, really coming right off that um that takeover. So I what did you give it a three and three and a quarter you said, Jake?
0: Yeah, I went three and a quarter.
2: Yeah, I, I am right there with you. So, um, gave it the exact same rating. Uh, and I wonder how that compares. I know they, they had one other match, um, in the lead up to that takeover that I'm trying to find, but I mean, these two have pretty good chemistry together. I found. So, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more from them. I'm not sure how much we'll get, you know, here with, uh, mm-hmm. Neville kind of transitioning out of of NXT. Uh, I mean we say that about a lot of guys who end up staying weeks longer than we expect, but in his case, I, I can see what they're doing. It's you know, it's not like he's gonna get the title again, so it's it's just a matter of time um, before he uh, he is doing his thing on the main roster. Um, unfortunately.
0: I was with you. Yeah. The KO stuff didn't but I'm kinda of with you. I feel like if he if he would have mixed it up and it wouldn't have been so like, okay, slow KO in the first half and then Neville unloading the tank second half and be so like segmented like that and they maybe mixed it up a bit more, I could um I could see like getting even higher than this, but still very good, like you said. Um Yeah, yeah. you can tell they um,
2: they've got like a better match in them, um, potentially. This right. this wasn't even them topping out at you know, what they I mean it's a good T V match, right? But if if they wanted to, they you feel like they could go out and put on like a fucking five star banger on pay per view if given the opportunity.
0: All right. So Jenny, how are you feeling about it?
1: So yes. <laughs> uh, I would agree Neville being an all around athlete and all around hotness because my first note is fuck mm. <laughs> when Neville comes okay. out. Like I mean the man is um, striking, just put it that way. But um, KO is such a fucking jerk that the whole first half of it just hurt my feelings, cause he oh. just fucking beat the shit out of Neville, and I didn't like it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn it, cause it makes you feel real torn, cause it's real good. Like KO is real good, but I don't know, it's it's just not setting with me well. And then Neville starts his comeback. And when he uh, reverses uh, one of those moves, I forget because he does a, he did a couple, but that first one was like a real like holy shit. Um, the DDT. The DDT, yes. And yeah. then he does a sweet moonsault. He does uh, the holy shit four fifty to the floor. What the fuck, dude? Um, and then mm-hmm. just just the not. I mean, even when he's just doing a suplex, like it's 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 so good (laughs) um and but ko you know i i didn't expect neville to win this um and ko pretty much power bombs him directly to hell um and really that that really hurt my feelings even more but i did give the match three and one quarter stars like you guys and ko Mm -hmm. looked like a fucking beast and i hate to see Neville lose
2: yeah, so. I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to get past that inherent bias that we have, for sure. But um, good match is a good match. Oh, and nice. it was a good TV main event here.
1: Yeah, slow Agreed. build to a, to a good ending.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So, so on that, our overall thoughts. I, so we kind of just mentioned it, but, like, a lot of squashes. But we did get a few little developments here and there i thought the sasha wouldn't like we said at least accomplish something and getting her mm-hmm. character over at a few promos and as we said many times on these if you get a pretty good little banger main event it kind of saved these because they are so short so it ended up bringing it up to like a five out of ten for me just because mm-hmm. um the main event was so good
1: i agree five out of ten.
0: Five
2: out of ten sounds
0: exactly right for this show all right We'll chug along and see if our our next one will live up to uh, the the lofty five. Then that, that one. Won. <laughs> so we'll move on to February twenty fifth, twenty fifteen, and uh, we will come up with a, a random match to start. It's going to be a Tommy versus Bull Dipsy <sighs> here.
2: Um, oh my God, you guys! Yes. I wrote down Bull Souza. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to yes. God, I, I did not yes. mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out Freudian to our slip. good friend and listener uh, Matt Souza yes.
1: It is so accurate Oh
2: my god
0: Well hopefully Souza is on a higher trajectory Than an old bull here <laughs> Because uh, yeah. he comes yeah. in It's a few clubbing strikes He gets his little chin locks in His aggressive chin locks um, uh, Alex Riley asked How could we not like bull So I don't know how you could not like I him, him. I mean,
2: How can you not like uh, Matt Souza But
0: <laughs> But despite being about twice his size, um, Bull ends up losing to a few kicks from Otami and then a drop kick from Otami. So um, I thought this was, as far as the uh, enhancement stuff goes, a bit more on the lame side. So only went half a star on this one, uh, Tim. Um,
2: I I gave it a star. I, I don't know. Um, this is unacceptable. Was hard to agree. <laughs> Did that mean really? This is. <laughs> If this was wrestling's chicken salad, I I would be raked over the coals by giving this as high a rating as a star, I'm sure. Um, The way they do it on that show, man. Uh, But um, this was just hard to rate because it's just two guys who are sort of ice cold, if we're being honest. So can you really build one off of another, even with a decent match? Uh, But we don't really get a decent match. We get a pretty nothing match it's it's um not exactly a squash, but it's not very competitive either. Um, they just don't really get any time to develop anything here and uh, I just I didn't think that the finish was all that convincing to put away um, the way old bull Dempsey souza uh, you know with a series of kicks in this in this uh, running knee or whatever it is that. Tommy does as, as his finish, um, just, I don't know, both these guys are sort of going nowhere and it's, it's tough. I mean, again, talk about losing stock. Where, where do you go with, with either of them at this point?
1: Yeah. Like when this match started, I I was like, okay, (laughs) this is a random matchup. Then I was like, it really could go either way like because. Both of them have under delivered, but I think that I like bull a lot more and I think that. He's over with the crowd a little bit more than Atomi is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. It, it, it literally could have went like we've seen bull what they've done before when they just did squash after squash after squash that led to a big old pile of bullshit. With Baron Corbin,
2: <laughs> with yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So I was like, "Are we doing this again? Hopefully not. Like, are we going to get a real match? And we get sort of not really, not really, really. much. Maybe they could have done like like with the tag um, match that we saw in the in the last episode. Like, they could have done something maybe here. Bull can go more than this. We've said this before, mm-hmm. and a is." He can he can be thrown around, and Bull is good yep. good at throwing dudes around. So like, yep. I'm not saying it was it could have been anything, but like there was room. And what they ended up doing post match was what they ended up doing, and we'll see if that if the right person went over. But honestly, anyone either one of them could have won this, and I I don't know I would have picked Bull, and I, I gave it a star, mm-hmm. but.
2: That was Yeah, it's
0: Uh, right. I don't even know what else to say. They need to almost like right. (laughs) They need to work on having like tier matches, like some seven minute matches, like not a ten to fifteen minute main event, and not like two minutes and thirty seconds where it's like, okay, was it a squash? Was it not really? Mm. Like. You have something that gets time. It doesn't have to get, like, main event time, but just enough for them to fucking do something in there.
1: What's fucking us up time-wise is all these goddamn commercials and video packages because Mm. I swear, in this batch of episodes, post-rival, or rival that (laughs) there are at least 50% more of those in this batch of episodes. And it's eating up the time.
2: Oh, my God, that WrestleMania 31 promo yes. is, like, giving me such flashbacks. Like, I <laughs> thought that was actually a pretty good... Um, They're
1: good, but it's just...
2: But it's beating you over the head. And I, I just remember how... It, what what did they call... What everybody call that one? WrestleMania play button. Um, and yeah. it just... Uh, it was so oppressive, that, that theme and just the... You know, I mean, I like that WrestleMania. and I, I like the way it was promoted, but it was like... Oh, man, it's putting me right back in 2015 seeing that thing <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> All right.
0: So we'll Jenny's see if we style. get a... So the, uh, the post-match, we had Breeze coming out. Mm-hmm. He uh, super kicks at Tommy on the ramp. He uh, tries to take a selfie with his new and improved gigantic fuzzy selfie stick. But behind mm-hmm. him, a Tommy recovers and chases him around the ring until Breeze is able to escape. So this definitely felt like trying to... Like, two guys that they're kind of into that we've seen them obviously kind of, I guess, have, like, bigger plans for. Mm-hmm. And now they're sort of both meandering, so they're going to stick them together and see if they can, right. you know, get something out of it.
1: Much like what they did out. with Bull. Like, it's just the next tier <laughs> yes. up from Bull up to Tyler. I don't hate it. I just wish it wasn't a Tommy. That's it.
2: Uh, yeah, I kind of hear you. I, I like that Tyler gets the super kick, and it looks like, oh wow, he's gonna really get over on Atami here. But Atami does make a little comeback, and I mean honestly, this this is more compelling than the the match that he just had. Right? <laughs> this, uh, super kick comeback sequence leading to a a little a little brawl between the two of these guys, um, and of course Tyler just retreats to the back. Um, you know that's that's something to that we can build off of now it's just uh you had that very awkward match beforehand that <laughs> just didn't seem to do anyone any favors so maybe we just throw that out altogether and and have um Tommy and, and Breeze have like a pull apart brawl or something in place of this but uh i don't know we'll see where it goes
1: i swear Tommy, every time right. he gets one good thing one win one You know, step forward. He gets knocked the fuck out every time. The Ascension did it to him every time. then Tyler comes in here, knocking him around.
2: Two steps forward, two steps back. Yep.
0: All right. All right. So we could add Brian Kendrick to our list of random Mm -hmm. NXT um, arrivals as we get a a video package Roll Spanky. Uh, It's mostly just moves, and I guess they like try and get. I guess his character is that like, he thinks he's smarter than everyone or something like he thinks he's some kind of like intellectual, but it's mostly just him doing sweet moves, I guess.
2: Which um, it. It, in fact, uh, his real life would demonstrate he's um, uh, rather dumber <laughs> right. than most
0: recent. <laughs> right. Um,
2: anyway, um, I, I will just say this about uh, the Brian Kendrick here. He's, uh, much in the same vein as, as Rhino, another, uh, dude, a returning star who people are going to be maybe a little bit familiar with that. Um, again, is it's going to have more cachet than a fucking Brodus clay or Titus or, or, uh, you know, uh, um, Natty's husband. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're on the right, tr- we're on the right track here with these, uh, call downs if you will but, uh, or just ret- or just returning stars returning right. stars giving the NXT. Yeah, I, I up, guess I guess it down. can't be a demotion if if they're not on the main roster in the first place then I guess it's not nah, a demotion I'm but sure. you know
0: employed
4: restructuring
2: if you restructuring yes and I, I had no recollection whatsoever of Brian Kendrick being in NXT so there you go oh.
0: Right. We uh, we roll on. We have the Lucha Dragons, our former champions they are going to be having a match against uh, Ty Dillinger and Jason Jordan, uh, a team that we see sporadically hasn't done a whole lot. Um, but before they could really get going, Solomon Gray cuts in on the Tron, hacks <laughs> it, I, presumably, and says he will not stop this until he's the champ. So I was trying to wonder if maybe like this was I don't remember when Mr. Robot came out. I don't know uh, if this was them trying to like uh, yes. do like a Mister yeah. Robot thing. Perfect. Seems yeah. like it could be like, could almost be the same time frame. I don't know. I don't have it to see Mister Robot, but
2: God, who remembers that right. show? So, I, do. I do. I do. Well, I was it was, into really, that. Hot. So like, it was yeah, really hot. It was really hot. Yeah, well.
0: yeah, it was big for like a year, but I remember like by the second season, it just got like, is it was like the second or third season? Like, I, it kind of got a little too convoluted for me. It kind of went a little left field for me
1: it went places but i'm a big uh christian slater mark and he was real fucking weird in that
0: show (laughs) Mm -hmm. um jason jordan he's got some uh he's got some decent size i kind of thought his power move look i thought he had some nice uh some nice smack to his moves but uh the dragons Mm -hmm. keep it and keep them in the corner Ty and Jordan with some miscommunication here, uh, some disagreements. Jason Jordan bails on his partner, which leaves Ty to uh, eat the Salida del Sol. And then the Centon, the little one-two from the Lucha Dragons. Uh, And that kind of ends it. Really not much about the match at all. I mean, I thought the match was okay for the few minutes I got. But it was all about the implosion of the the big team of Ty, Dillinger, and Jason Jordan. Uh, I want to start a half on the match. I'm not really... So I'll just get to it now since it really was. I mean, it was all mm-hmm. about this, not the match. But Ty demands that Jordan comes back. Um, we get, like, so he, then we go to a break. We Like uh, CJ Parker on the last one, he is saying he's not going to leave the ring. Um, you know, Jordan comes and answers to him. So just a lot of scrubs trying to take over the mm-hmm. shows here. A lot of... <laughs> Like D tier dudes, like trying to think they could take over the show, but um, instead he gets uh, Baron Corbin to come out and hit the end of day, you know, so we get our obligatory Corbin uh, appearance. But anyway, I was just surprised that they would even put this much effort into breaking them up. I mean, they were kind of just <laughs> thrown together what guys, a like, thing to say. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, why even buy? It just seems like in <laughs> most cases wrong. on NXT they would just. Like, they would just, like, show, like, if they wanted Jason Jordan to do his own thing, he would just show up as, like, hey, look, it's right. Jason Jordan. He's on yeah. his own. Like, they wouldn't even bother for, like, you know, for a team of the, this tier to even give it said, any kind never of storyline. you
2: explained why they're, they're singles wrestlers now. <laughs> right. But, like,
0: and, like, are we supposed to care that this jobber team is breaking up? I don't know. It's very strange. Like. Can't believe he would turn on his longtime random partner, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> just so weird. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they broke up. I know you're all heartbroken. So yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with your Ty Dillinger, Jason Jordan nights.
1: <laughs> Burn it. Oh, Jordan's first move, like when they first get in the ring, he tries to do some sort of I don't even know what the fuck he goes for. And he just fucks it up royally. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I th- whoever he was flipping around, the little one just kind of falls, like boom, and then it's just like they freeze, and then he gets up, and they just do the next thing, and the crowd is silent. It's like dead. And I'm like, was their, what is
0: this? their name. name?
1: L- Kalista. Should was, be
0: called Little Dragon and Big Dragon. <laughs> the little one and the big dragon.
1: Kalista. <laughs> he deserves better than this. Like, come on, that was rough so rough oh. um and they i did laugh though when they were fussing at each other and Ty was like look relax <laughs> it was right. i definitely want to hear relax when during a wrestling match for right. sure like calm down <laughs> guy and won't <Walt> tag <laughs> in walks off uh, I was like, I mean, I guess we're, that's fine. What? Well, I don't know what we're gonna do with the tag division. That was, you know, the cornerstone of our whole tag. Yeah,
2: division. this is half half the division I mean, going now.
1: Yeah, we're fucked now. Um, the luchas. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I, they. Yeah. I, I like them. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. This is all just very awkward. And then they put this fin package like in the middle of the two things I don't, I don't know it would. I got nothing
2: um well I don't have much I uh much like uh, Vaudevillains versus Enzo and Cass I feel like Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger versus Lucha Dragons is a match we've seen a hundred thousand times even though we probably haven't it just it feels like that and uh I'm pretty over it. They don't do much in the match, um, (laughs) except notably botch the first move. Yes. (laughs) Jenny, you call out. Um, I will say that in spite of all this, I, uh, I gave the whole thing a star and a quarter only because it, it entertained me if, if not exactly in the right way. And (laughs) I, uh, it also gave me something a little different just in, in terms of the uh, implosion of the great (laughs) tag team of Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger. I mean, I guess that counts as character development. It's Mm -hmm. not nothing. Um, It's almost nothing, but it's, it's not nothing. And Jenny, I know how much you love Jason Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um, To see him, you know, go it alone. Now it's going to be an interesting journey for us. Mm And here's the real reason I, I think uh, that I gave it a star and a half or a star and a quarter. It's because during the post match, while Ty Dillinger is demanding an explanation for his, from his partner, demanding he come back out, tell me why? Why would you? Why would you hang me <laughs> out to dry here? There's a very audible from the crowd because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> And I died. <laughs> it's just could not have timed it any better. Amazing, amazing. Um, and then what happens after this just, is just kind of icing on the cake. I feel like. Um, so I don't know. Why don't Why don't we just continue on with this saga, Jake?
0: Right. Um, we will see how that uh, epic. Yeah, well, I think we'll see a bit from Jason Jordan later, but um, we get a few kind of quick backstage little promos. Charlotte guarantees she's going to get her title back. Cut to Breeze, who said a Tommy fell right into his trap by chasing him, doesn't really elaborate, which makes me think he's full of shit. Uh, like I said earlier, I just feel like if they're going to do these little promos, I mean, I know they're short, but they kind of try and get a little bit more like yeah. juice and character stuff in here. It just seems like so many of them just kind of saying generic lines like, let Charlotte yeah. say a little bit more than just saying, "I'm gonna get my title back." Like I guarantee I'll get my title back. Like give her, I don't know, let her say something a little more. I don't yeah. know. I feel like they could be doing more with these quick promos.
1: Tyler's always good to to sort of incorporate a word you really wouldn't expect in these little things because, like you said, they're mostly pretty dumb. This one is cockroach. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Call, yeah. Calls a Tommy <laughs> A cockroach so I, I don't know I liked it right.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> What an asshole
1: uh-huh.
0: Also And also uh, Sammy was in India Being a good old yep. guy yep. hanging out in India In Abu Dhabi <laughs> Abu Dhabi It's totally oh,
1: fine He's totally away. fine you guys Don't worry No problems All
0: good He's all good um, We'll see in a minute He may be horrifically depressed but he's- Right Yeah yeah uh <laughs> anyone. he'll
1: tell you about yeah. it next week don't worry about it
0: For him. where
2: um, he is back from all right we go to Abbey a uh question mark
0: anyway
2: <laughs> uh oh. go ahead
0: um we're gonna get a, a battle of i here we have becky versus bailey um so you know just continuing from our big four way from the uh takeover good pace from the start go right at each other um not to sound like Corey Graves here, but um, I don't know how I'm feeling about Becky's character still. With the, I feel like she spazzes out a little bit too much for me. Like she's always <laughs> doing these weird, the head-flipping thing. Like, the entrance is one thing which comes out, but she'll just, like, in the middle of the match just start, like, flipping her hair around. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's odd. I really- back uh she does this uh deal where she slides by the ring post it's a baseball slide i thought that was pretty slick um definitely they're trying to put over the uh that bailey has more aggression more anger here like a little more impact in her corner elbows and all her strikes and stuff so continuing this slowly maybe build that bailey is getting to where she needs to be to maybe finally get over the hump uh becky snap uh but becky ends up snagging an arm bar and bailey taps like immediately so Pretty decisive victory. And um, I would say Becky has been the lowest on the totem pole of these four. But um, So this is a big win for her to go over Bailey. I know what they're trying to do is build the Bailey as the underdog. So she's going to lose all the time. But I, I thought this was a pretty solid little effort for them to it, Jenny. I thought both of them looked pretty good. And I, I feel like Becky is starting to maybe feel like she's um, getting up to the level of the other three. Or closer, I should say.
1: Yeah, she's getting closer. They're they're all like really elevating and pushing each other, I think, to get better. And you can definitely tell in a match like this. Something that I thought is interesting is do you remember when they would trot Renee out for the women's matches um, on commentary. And I don't know her employment situation or anything at this time. She might not even be working there. But I just think it's interesting that as the women's division gets more legitimate, they bring in zero women out to talk about the women. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of telling. Like, oh, the three guys Mm -hmm. can talk about the women now because, look, they're – they're not mm-hmm. catfighting over being best friends anymore. So we don't need the woman in here <laughs> to woman-splain women to us. Um, right. And anyway, I might be reading into that, but it is funny how it happens. Um, but a uh, lots of aggression from Bailey, I thought, in this too. Because as much as she's underdogging it, she she's pretty vicious to Becky in this. and But Becky gives it back. Um, and... The armbar was pretty fucking legit looking because um, mm. she when she whipped her around, it looked like Bailey's shoulder was popped out of, of joint. I don't know, but um that was really, really good. So, I mean, I may have I may have overrated it a bit, but I really liked it and I gave it three stars to him.
2: Mm. Um, I was not quite as high. I I did go two stars on it. Um, it was, you know, perfectly acceptable. Uh, and I do think that Becky, Becky needed this and Mm -hmm. Bailey can totally, totally survive this loss. I mean, she's been kept very strong. I feel like, um, she really showed out in that, that, um, uh, four corners match at our rival. Um, so even in defeat, Bailey looked really good in that match. Um, but this, this gives Becky a little bit of shine, which she has, uh, pretty sorely needed. And I, is this the first time we've seen that, um, that arm bar finisher, the disarm her? Is this the debut of that? Or am I misremembering? Um, I I can't imagine she's been using it for very long. If, if this is not the first time Mm -hmm. we've seen it, but they, they put it over really strong. They put Becky over really strong, um, so yeah, it's like she's catching up. And um boy, uh to think that there was a time when Becky was considered the uh the low man on the uh mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. four totem pole. You see what I did there? Um mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh it's just very telling how far fu- how far we have come. Uh and to your point, Jenny, about commentary, I mean, you know, part of the issue with Renee is that she just wasn't very good, which we mm-hmm. were <laughs> quite critical of as well. And I mean, for her part, I, I believe Renee has even said that she hated doing commentary, which, you know, I don't blame her. Um, but Shows it's like, up. you really, you, yeah. I mean, you really don't have anyone else. Like it's just, I mean, I, I know years later they will have, um, Beth Phoenix on the payroll who was a wrestler herself and brought, a little something to it that, you know, Renee certainly didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It just seems like we are seeing more, much more legitimate matches between the women. We're not seeing the catty bullshit. Um, maybe reflect that in, in your commentary as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little while before we get there. And even when we do, I mean, Beth wasn't great. She kind of just felt like a, Renee replacement, honestly, is like, I eh, just plug another blonde woman in there. Nobody will notice <laughs> um, once Renee did leave. But we're some ways away from that. I just, I don't know. I, I think they could have done a lot better, a lot sooner on that front.
1: Agree.
0: Yep. The women have a good hit percentage as far as putting on uh, like solid to good matches on these shows when that's not always that frequent as we've been going through. All right, we go back to our pal Rhino. He says he's seen the fire and driving NXT, and that's what brought mm. him here. He brings his own intensity and fire, so he came here to make a statement by ripping people in half with a gore, gore, gore. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, enjoyed Fuck that. Yeah. He was, he was so, he was so fired up. It was a good promo. He sounded legit, and uh, he yeah. put over NXT like he sounded like he really, truly meant it. Like it was kind of the thing where they say like, you know, I know this is kind of like the minor leagues, but I don't care because everybody is trying to do their best. And that's fucking cool. Gore. So yeah, I thought his, his energy, his energy kind of helped. So I'll listen to it.
1: I definitely noted the energy too. And it reminded me of like, like 96 ECW, 95 ECW Mm. where randos Big names would come in and do similar promos, you know, go like ECW is where it be. This is where the extreme, you know. So he was kind (laughs) of giving it that sort of energy, like yeah, I liked it.
2: Yeah, um, very metal promo here from Rhino. I was I was into it, and uh, I love that the the fire the fire still burns in (laughs)
0: Rhino. It's
2: great, all these years later.
0: And that's yep it. dug it um a um a much worse promo came after this this yes. one like this is oh, at the God. point where i was like this is like this is what made me really like i've been saying it all show like they got to give him more this was like the tipping point jason jordan comes say uh you know why'd you do what you did he says I'll, i don't have to uh give an explanation for my actions and that was it so like what's the fucking point don't.
2: It, it is <laughs> like so the cliche yeah. heel turn that everyone right. criticizes when they do it. Just I don't owe you an explanation, and I, when we never get one. And it's like okay, um, and
0: it's, it's not just like Jason laziest. Jordan is a, a guy that they've they've established to where we know like well we know Jason Jordan. It's probably because he's a selfish. No, we know jack shit about him. We don't. Yeah,
2: he doesn't even have a so, character. It doesn't have a personality.
0: Yeah. So just. Yeah, this was the one I was like, okay, this has got to stop. These are just completely worthless. Uh, anyway. Uh, Jenny, I know you love them.
1: Uh, uh, I, do, I do. I'm very worried as to why he, he broke up with his dating <laughs> partner.
0: You're losing sleep over it.
1: Yeah. I think they... Why, uh, Jason, why? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm pretty sure happened is they had a lover's quarrel. You see, mm. it happens. Life on the road. Um, you yeah. know, things happen. And, uh, I think he was just mad. Uh, something happened. Mm. But he'll talk about it when the he's truth. ready. You guys don't force him into. Yeah. It.
2: We don't deserve an explanation.
1: Sure. Don't.
0: All right. We head to our main event, which is going to be, um, Brian Kendrick. Who we saw. So a cool match on paper, Brian Kendrick versus Finn, or at least interesting on paper. Um, KO is going to come in on commentary here. He, um, uh, he immediately tries to make, uh, fluster everyone with his odd comments. Like at one point they say that, uh, Finn's match take over is a match of the year candidate and KO shits on that. He's like, Oh, oh what makes you think that? What about, what about my match? And like, <laughs> they just never know how to respond to him. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I forget which one of them said, uh, <laughs> No, uh, Tom Phillips, who I should mention, because we haven't had Tom in a while, but he says something about uh, K.O. being strange, and he just goes, why am I strange? And uh, Tom's like, oh no, that's what Finn said. And then K.O.'s like, yeah, nice (laughs) cop-out. So he's just like constantly, like, fucking with him the whole time. Uh, But anyway, the match, uh, Kendrick kind of, he fakes an ankle tweak to kind of throw Finn off, but he recovers, puts a headlock on. Um, And so at this point, um, Alex Riley questions how KO could have done something like that to his friend. Cause you know, he would have never done that cause he's a man and that pisses off KO. So he just gets up and leave. He, he leaves the commentary and, um, and, uh, all I can think about like him on commentary, he's almost like saying like comments that Owen Hart would have said, like, just trolling everybody and, like, talking shit, but in a very weird, like, somber, like, mm. like Owen Hart would yell everything, and he's, like, in this Canadian accent, just like, so you think I'm strange, huh? Why do you think I'm strange? And and like, in a way uh, that just shuts down like, the
2: conversation. Right. Every time he says right. something, it, it just, there's no possible right. response. You can't, and it's just like a, it's a thread killer every, every time he opens you know. his <laughs> mouth.
0: Yeah, but it's like kind of amazing. Like it just, it's, um, yeah. I don't know. It it fits the character, but the match is so after this, like Alex Riley is all hushed and awkward after this little altercation. Uh, back to the match, we get some. I thought some good chops and drop kicks from Finn, like his normal, um, pretty uh, pretty good strikes. But uh, we didn't get a whole lot in the KO portion, probably because they knew they wanted to focus on that. So it's not a whole lot going on in the match. And then we just get a little bit of back and forth between these guys. I felt like it never really picked up too much. And then Finn just kind of hits the coup de grace. Like, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed in this match. I thought it could have been like a a low-key, fun, little random match. But instead, and I know part of it is that they were kind of focused on the KO stuff. But just, again, I thought Finn looked good in his typical stuff he hits. But they just never, I never felt like this match really picked up or really got out of first gear. So I only ended up going two. I was kind of. I was kind of bummed by it. I thought this could be like a low-key little hidden gem with uh, Brian Kendrick and Finn, but it was not, Tim, um,
2: um, for me. I also just went two stars on this one, and uh, it's, yeah, it's disappointing. It's it's tell It really tells you something when Kevin Owens and Alex Riley bickering on commentary is more interesting than <laughs> the match you're watching. I mean, especially when it's a... Finn Balor, Brian Kendrick match. You would expect a lot more from that. And yeah, I, I kind of see your point that maybe they, they sort of kept it in second gear because so much of the focus was on the commentary, but I don't know. Can, can we not multitask? You know, let's shit put on a banger of a match in front of us, even if they're doing it a disservice on commentary, but not really calling it like we, we, we can separate the two. Like, we're, we're capable of partitioning these things out in our heads and, and realizing, hey, this is a great match. Oh, there's also a story developing on commentary right now.
1: Also, there's a live audience for the actual there's, match you.
2: that yes. can't hear
1: the commentary.
2: <laughs> that has no idea why they're seeing right. such a blasé match between these two guys. Um, Great point. So, yeah, this I mean, it, it is way less than what you feel like it could be. Um, There's like as a move pervert, I must call out the the one pretty sweet move from Kendrick, that tiger suplex, but Mm. he also like does not bridge at all on the pin. Like he's completely pinning himself at the same time, which really bothered me. Um, And then the finish is just, I mean, very bog standard Finn Balor stuff that we've seen a hundred times. So, yeah i I hope that um if we're gonna continue to see more of the Brian Kendrick that maybe he stuffs it up a little bit, perhaps we get away from these uh, commentary feuds and can focus more on his capabilities in ring. but um, pretty disappointing main event this this outing. Jenny, what do you got?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely was not paying attention to like half of this match so right um because I was like uh uh KO and Alex make things weird while Finn and Ken do something in the ring <laughs> mm. so that's basically what I did but, <laughs>
2: that's a good note yes.
1: but but like Jake <laughs> said it was it was kind of awesome like uh very uh quiet aggression you know just that just seething like just being an absolute jerk and and alex just doesn't know how to respond like nobody knows what to say you know mm-hmm. and also this is totally weird for the champ i know he's in there for fin reasons but it's just totally weird that the champ's gonna get into it with a commentator like right. um right. especially alex riley i mean <laughs> um, but i mean he is an asshole and i probably would not want to punch him too so um but all that stuff was like really cringy but like in a like fun way um yeah, because KO is just good.
2: I uh, know like he's he actually does sell it. Like am I crazy for
1: yeah
2: not hating this? yeah like, I mean it's Alex Riley. How excited can <laughs> we get for an Alex Riley feud in twenty right. fifteen? And yet I'm sort of like oh where's this gonna go? <laughs>
1: right yeah and
2: which is how i felt at the time (laughs) i remember
1: um yeah but it but the part like the second part like after KO walks off now that kind of low-key fucked like i was kind of like yeah like Mm
3: -hmm. okay
1: like they could have gave it like a little bit more time (laughs) um because i like that fucking tiger suplex i think they called it and um that looks really awesome except for that bridge part that you called out and that I noticed as well. And then Finn, all his stuff looks really good. Um, especially this finisher out. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like it a lot. So I don't know, I did two uh no wait, I did two and one quarter. Um for the post match stuff too, Jake.
2: Yeah, I'm tempted right. to bump it up
1: mm-hmm. for yeah. the
2: post match as well, now that I think about it. If I'm including the commentary stuff as part of the package. Mm-hmm. I kind of I think I'm gonna bump it up two and a quarter breaking news folks
0: yeah there that makes it so 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 the post-match with KO and Balor kind of have a stare down and as he's staring at uh Finn Balor he just turns around and throws Alex Riley over the commentary table <laughs> like, <laughs> and like yeah I think it fits that it's Alex Riley for him because it's like the oddest person to pick yeah. because like the normal heel thing would be like go after Tom Phillips, like the most innocent guy that's going to get the most heat or like, but it's weird. Cause like Riley is on the commentary team, kind of like the closest thing to a heel. I guess Corey is now too, but like they're both kind of like Riley has been positioned as kind of heel. So it's, it's just random. Like it just fits him so well that you just pick like the oddest choice to go after, like the weirdest one to, to go for. But it was interesting in that. So I'm with you. It was definitely the highlight of it. And honestly, as we're getting to the end of the show, like, kind of the only real interesting thing that happened on this episode was the KO mm-hmm. stuff. Cause, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we had the solid women's match, but it was kind of just, you know, a good little match. But I felt like this was the most, other than this, like, I felt this episode was kind of skippable besides this KO stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, we missed an opportunity for somebody to come out and you Know sweetened the pot here in the on the women's side, right? Um, so yeah. but at least uh, Kevin gave us something to make up for that because I super enjoyed him attacking Alex Riley. And, it's a
2: good uh, bump, too. That it, was,
1: like
2: everyone,
1: it
0: was, yeah. it was, it, yeah, it's
1: just surreal, like it's just all just very odd, but it, it definitely is like we talked about that super mood change like shift after one of the takeovers we've like come into some sort of weird kevin owens zone (laughs) um Mm. where we're gonna be doing stuff like this so
0: um where would you go on this uh, episode jenny out of 10 (sighs)
1: i'm gonna do i'm gonna bump it up a little bit and go five and a half out of ten
2: Wow. Um, it does feel a little bit skippable, other than the uh, main event stuff and commentary. So all, and we are lacking like that one really strong standout match. Although Jenny, you you did have a three star match, so I, I did. can see I can see you going a little bit higher. Me, it, I I think it kind of um, I think my <laughs> average match grades were maybe a little bit better but it's also lacking a, a good main event um so it's sort of a wash for me I, I think i'm gonna give it another
0: five i'm gonna go a bit down i'm gonna go four out of town this one just because okay. again i was disappointed in the actual match at the end and i feel like besides the chaos with we have the you know, Jason Jordan, Ty Dillinger, who cares?
2: <laughs> I was very that's just true. entertained by that stuff for the wrong reasons. Right. Uh, <laughs> admittedly. Right. Well,
1: Rhino in there kind of souped it up for me a little bit,
0: too. Oh, well, that's, good, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. All right. We'll get to our final episode, which is going to have um, probably the highlight of these. So let's go <laughs> to March 4th, 2015. We have Alex telling Regal he wants a match with Kevin Owens. Regal makes it very clear. That you either pick, you're an announcer or a competitor. That's how it works here yeah. in NXT. Alex argues that Regal did it, and Regal says if he did, but it was a mistake. He uh, he got destroyed that match, and he's never been back in the ring since <laughs> since he faced Cesaro. Um, but Riley says that he's in his prime, and then he looks to uh, want to mull it over. Is he going to sacrifice his uh, commentary job for this? Which sounds absurd that he would be in his prime. If he's in his prime, why is he on commentary? <laughs> So, this right. so is like an odd time way to spend the prime of your wrestling career, but you know, whatever. So we'll see if Alex is going to make his way back to the ring.
2: I really um, like this, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and no, I no. get that it shouldn't be much of a choice if you know Alex Riley is so hell bent on you know breaking Kevin Owens over his knee, like, but you sort of get the sense that being a commentator is kind of a cushy job. Like it's maybe, I mean, it's certainly easier on you physically than being a wrestler, but it's, you know, it's like decent money and it's a a degree of job security, not so much in WWE, but kayfabe wise, we can pretend like there's some security in that position um, that you don't necessarily have as, as a wrestler. So I'm like, eh, I, I can tell like, you know what it's going to come down to. You know he's he's going to say, screw it. I'm going to be a wrestler again. But I, I just sort of like this back and forth between them where Riley is actually sort of calling Regal on his double standard saying, hey, you did it. And Regal's like, and I got destroyed. I got destroyed by Cesaro. <laughs> Which, I, I think it's a shame we didn't see that match. I think it took place yeah. in mm-hmm. 2013. But um, he's not wrong. He did get destroyed. And it was his last match. So... Good points made all around here. I don't know. I just, I thought this really worked.
1: I did too. It, I mean, just Regal just makes everything better anyway. And, uh, I liked, I, Alex coming in there real hot, you know, just like, man, this is fucked up. I mean, cause he did mm-hmm. look like a big clown. So, um, I, I'm glad. And also I'm glad that he was like, all right, fine. You know, and we get a little bit of a build to where, you know, well, what's going to happen next is, he yeah, gonna, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to change his mind. So that's smart too. So this is, this They're is not fun way. It. Yeah. No. Fun way to open.
0: All right. So we'll move on to our first match. It's going to be a guy we haven't seen in quite a while. Adam Rose comes out yeah. with the rosebud. He's going to be facing Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Um, Adam Rose reminds me of, like, if Jeff Hardy only did, like, the, um, like, only stuck to, like, party drugs, like, hallucinogenics (laughs) and, like, Molly and stuff. Like, no painkillers, just, so, anyway. But, uh, um, but the, uh, the Rosebuds like Tyler, but he does not like them. He uses his, uh, selfie stick to kind of push them (laughs) out the way, like he's got riot gear on or something, which was nice, um. Uh, they're really trying to push that Tyler's obsessed with Tommy, which I'm not really sure where that's even coming from yet. I mean, hasn't had that much interaction with him. I don't know if obsessed is might be a bit extreme, but whatever. <laughs> they're pushing the feud. Albert says he's um, Albert says that Tyler Breeze is vain, but he's very confident. And Corey's like, doesn't that mean the sa- same thing? <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> he's vain. He's vain, but very confident.
1: Bad Any Corey place, anywhere <laughs>
0: um, But uh, the match itself It's a lot of mind, mind games and quotes from Adam Rose He rolls around He does all kind of dumb shit going off the ropes Just kind of running around the ring Gets a few like little cheap shots on Tyler Breeze Tyler gets kind of annoyed with him And just hits him with a beauty shot out of nowhere And pins him So not a whole lot of in-ring action here It's just like Adam Rose doing his Um Uh, His little bullshit and then getting beat So half a star It does not seem like they brought Adam Rose I I, I forgot to look it up but I wonder if this is When he had his like um, His unfortunate run on the main roster That was a huge flop and now he's just back I wonder if that would explain his his absence But it does not seem like They're strapping the rocket to him here As he drops pretty easily so I would half a star on this one uh,
1: Jenny So I I saw this more as uh, A gimmick battle (laughs) more than a (laughs) wrestling match because they both have very strong gimmicks and sort of similar i mean not the same but in the same realm i would say like these guys definitely see each other at these parties right i mean they're not necessarily the same circles but the same places am i making sense here
2: um i'm with you yeah okay. and that, i will that may be a jumping off point for something i will say later right so.
1: that was my thought too but then i'm like no they're not gonna do anything because i just i try to i try to write stuff into this like, i'm trying to
2: oh sure <laughs> we, this yeah. is what
1: we do we fantasy book this whole nxt every time we do one of these shows I'm like this is how we make it better and um I thought something between the two of them might be kind of fun, but you know, we just kind of beauty shot it away. So another disappointment. I don't know. Um, I guess Tyler's fixing to have like a little run, you know, him and Tommy are fixing to do something. Um, So I guess it's good for that. Um, And the, the selfie stick stuff I thought was funny and good, good on, Uh, Tyler, one of those details that I like about him. So I did do the one star, Tim.
2: Uh, So I kind of split the difference. I gave it three quarters of a star, (laughs) not good. Uh, Yeah, I just, I don't get it. Why are we taking what should be a a pretty hot open on like three shows in a row now and and Mm -hmm. done like these, again, just these non-matches where there's very little going on. And it's they're super quick with super abrupt finishes. I mean, what little credit I do give this is really for the character work, similar to you, Jenny, where I'm sort of filling in the blanks mentally uh, <laughs> with sort of my, my own headcanon. I, I love Tyler uh, sort of literally trying to to beat off the... <laughs> beat off? Beat off the rosebuds <laughs> with a stick. Um, uh, yeah. And right, And yeah. I also enjoy the... Uh, <laughs> The Rosebuds um, jamming out to Tyler's yeah. Yeah. post match. <laughs> so their guy didn't even win, but these idiots—they're <laughs> <like, laughs>
3: so—they're
2: so just fucking drugged out that they don't even care. It's <laughs> like, no, oh, it's a boff. We'll just, you know, whatever. It's fine. It uh, it's, it's just it, they just they'll, they'll just whatever. They just want to party, man. Everything's they don't, a party. I like it. Again, they don't care what scene it is, Jenny. Right? Yeah. It's these these guys don't exactly travel in the same circles. But the rosebuds, I mean, they're basically led around by the nose, right? They just they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, so it's you know they they need a lot of coddling. I feel like there was one thing that really bugged me. I don't know if you guys had the same reaction, but what is with these stupid idiot dumbfuck commentators acting like a selfie stick is some kind of revolutionary new? Piece of cutting edge technology in 2015. Like weren't those around like at least for at least two years by this point?
3: Well, WWE, you know that's how. Well,
2: that's that's what bugged me. It's like oh, stupid dipshit wrestling fans never touch grass, don't know what a selfie stick is. Like that's how it came. Like they they have to have this line to explain what like modern things are because (laughs) wrestling fans are fucking morons. Yeah. Um. Just I I hate when they do that stuff, and it's so like obvious here. Just to have the the fucking dumbass commentator as like the wrestling fan surrogate. It's it's. I know this is me reading way into it. Just yeah, yeah. You know it. It it (laughs) was dumb. It was real dumb. dumb. Like why are we acting like nobody knows what a selfie stick? Guys, (laughs) come on.
1: It was covered in all those feathers, you see, so they couldn't yeah. really tell what it was.
2: But they still said it was a selfie stick mm-hmm. and, and the, the issue was what's a selfie stick? Like come on, dude. How does it like, work? <laughs> I mean, this is not even a new gimmick for Tyler Breeze to have. So right. it's
0: just God. Um we we get a promo for something that i'm only assuming drugs led to which is flintstones <laughs> wwe Sunday, oh i was hoping out. we would
1: talk about this how,
0: okay i just kept thinking how does this get made like
3: Gosh. first of all
0: like how does any flintstones get made in 2015 yes much less a wwe like uh like we saw the Scooby Doo one, which I could be like, okay, Scooby Doo is kind of like, all right, and Scooby Doo is like more for kids. Like Flintstones is kind of for adults when it came out in the 60s or whatever. Like, what an odd like IP to connect with WWE. Uh, <laughs> have y'all
2: seen it? No, I didn't. I no. didn't know it existed okay. until.
1: I was wondering because I, I had. I actually researched it. Like I was like. I almost tweeted about it, and then I didn't, and then I might again. But I was like, we need to watch this. This needs to be an episode wow. for how much Halloween. like Scoob. Yes, much for like Halloween.
2: Scoob. Yeah, we, we, shoot, on the
0: list. we just watch all of them.
1: Yes, I need to watch it. I want to watch
0: it. <laughs> I mean, we do I'll have a
2: dedicated to Road to so. Palova. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> this would be more. Connected to wrestling than that. So
2: <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so all right. Is it streaming anywhere? Did, uh, did you find oh
1: out? no, I didn't see if it was streaming. I saw a um a Blu-ray. So, um, what
2: exactly is it called again?
1: It's, it's called it's Stone Age Smackdown.
2: SmackDown. Stone Age SmackDown. Alright, I'm gonna look. Stone Age two words. Yes. <laughs> Stone Age, it's, yeah, Stone Age Smackdown.
0: Sure. But to make sure well, you get I mean, the right Smackdown. Stone Age Smackdown. Don't get Smack
1: it confused with one the
2: <clears throat> Right. <laughs> I don't think it exists. Um
1: Probably not. I would buy the Blu-ray, probably.
0: Oof. Um. Download a torrent.
1: Yeah, let's go to the oh. dark web.
0: Yeah.
2: Dark web? I don't even know if I'd be able to find a torrent, to be honest with you. Um...
0: Yeah, this appears not to exist. Mm. We'll find it. Well, yeah. um, one of the, one of the hypothetical fans has a copy. They'll it <laughs> Yes, sorry. tweet we'll, us. We'll burn it. We'll burn it.
1: Jeez. All right, um,
0: Alexa has a uh, nose injury. Um, oh, that she's oh. been dealing with.
1: I hate to interrupt, uh-huh. you, Jake, but no, there,
0: oh, go ahead. Yep. there
1: was a little <laughs> promo um before Sunstones. It was quick. Oh, I didn't. It was Cass and Enzo and Carmella. Yeah,
2: we can't step over this. Uh
1: And we can't because Cass nailed a line in this promo that sent me. Like, it was amazing. And so Carmella, they're talking about um, Wes and Bud and how they're all horny for Carmella. And Carmella is like, they made me throw up in my mouth and uh you know, she's acting all disgusting and, <laughs> disgusted and then Cass goes, Because they're ugly and they're disgusting <laughs> and I just fucking died. Like he pointed and he was so sincere and he put the emphasis on the right words and I I don't know. It was it was wonderful. And Enzo so was just like off in la la land i
2: mean it was amazing enzo was dropping some very pg trash talk that yes he was nailing his lines too they just didn't make any sense um uh, which is an art in and of itself i feel like but yeah this whole um response was uh <laughs> it was a uh, um quite the tour de force here
1: I just wasn't expecting it like his, his how
2: they're <laughs> ugly and <they're>
1: disgusting <laughs> just how
2: <laughs>
1: emphatic he was about it and he just pointed it I don't know it it was beautiful
2: and Carmela did throw right. up in her mouth last week oh, as we yeah, saw
0: so, yeah continuity all right so, um, like I said, Alexa has a nose injury, but she's, uh, like everyone, she's gunning for the title. So, uh, again, this is another one of these kind of generic promos. But I guess it does, they are, I guess, a little bit in this, trying to elevate her a bit and make it seem like she's somewhat of a threat or anywhere close to the title scene. So, I mean, that's okay. But really not doing anything to do much for, like, who she is as a character or anything like that. Another kind of generic one. Yeah. Um, and then we head on to uh, our new champs, Bud and Wes. Um, And they're going to be facing the team of uh, Angela Dawkins and Sawyer Fulton, who are working like a um, like a great value Steiners kind of deal. Like uh, Fulton's got the headgear on. They're dressed like in the singlets. But uh, Bud and West come in. They're very quick. They work well as a team. It's kind of like the whole what they're really getting over in this match as it is another kind of pseudo competitive squash match but uh Dawkins comes in he's hitting some quick jabs in there but Bud and West are just too much they um they come in kind of clean them out go with the uh vertical suplex to the frog splash so we'll double team finish and um yeah get a pretty easy win for our champs but uh yeah they have really formed into a nice little team like they feel like a team not just two guys Mm -hmm. thrown together they work well together with the quick tags and stuff and um as Rich says, uh, he calls them two puzzle pieces in perfect rhythm. So, <laughs> a nice little um, mixed metaphor. Uh, two metaphors perfectly mixed in there. So, uh, but I want to start in the match. Two puzzle pieces in perfect rhythm. Two puzzle pieces in perfect rhythm. So, uh, one star for me there, Tim. Just a uh, good old Bud West enhancement.
2: Holy shit. Um, so, this only deserves one star admittedly, but I gave it the extra quarter, only because I really dug oh. that finisher, that, that double team, which we've seen before from these guys. But it's not too often you see a running vertical suplex, which um, seems like it would be really awkward, but it, it looked pretty sweet. Um, and then the, the frog splash from like three quarters of the way across the ring, um, mighty impressive. So I, I gave it a little bit extra. So star and a quarter from me.
1: Jenny? I did the um, full star um, for the chemistry with uh, our Horned Dog heel <laughs> tag team champs. Um, yeah, they, they have a real good flow, good chemistry, the good double team moves uh, with a Z. And <laughs> you know what? I even kind of liked our enhancement guys here because mm. I thought they did all right. You know, they... They didn't look like total clowns. They didn't look like... They looked like they actually knew what they were kind of doing. So, um, I mean, their their role is what it is, but they weren't sloppy in this loss or anything. Like They still look like legit wrestlers, is what I'm trying to say.
2: Right, Which we right, know right.
1: that Dawkins is, and I don't know about the other
2: ones. I was going to say, Street Profits. There uh, Dawkins, Um, certainly... Mm-hmm. As uh, one who knows what he's doing these days, but I guess as early as 2015, he kind of had it together.
1: Um, and I would like to see more of them. So I, I don't know how long they stay around or if they have any more matches or anything, but I wouldn't mind seeing them again.
0: Same. All right. All right. Charlotte and Bailey are kind of piling around. Playing um, somewhat friends here, Charlotte has like a little ponytail going on, and Bailey kind of uh, makes fun, saying that maybe she's rocking the side ponytail like Bailey does. <laughs> Bailey's enjoying it, tells her good luck on her match tonight against Sasha. But Charlotte then kind of gets serious and says that she doesn't, she does not need good luck. So kind of going back to the serious, confident Charlotte here, just kind of hyping the match for later. Um, and then after this, uh, Charlotte. Uh, Exits and Emma randomly shows up here. Bailey says that they should go dance in the bubbles like they used to do in old times. I was just thinking that that's got to be a slash fix. Why did we not see this in the old days? Right. Um, She invites Emma to come down and watch the title match later with her. Um, Emma says that, oh, the one you should be in. And then kind of trolls a little bit, saying how she's been nice to everyone despite losing. And then Emma knows what that feels like, because she used to do the exact same thing. And then she went up to the main roster and it got her back here in NXT. So pretty brutal self-carial there. And uh, Bailey contemplates what Emma has just said. So just more and more trying to things trying people and things trying to push Bailey towards being a little but um yeah I do like that um like I said so many of these people do get these generic promos that at least Bailey does get some chance to like show her character like saying all this stuff about oh we should go dance in the bubbles like her very (laughs) naive goofy self but um and a pretty good dickishness here from Emma to come in and like yeah. Kind of, sort of, shitting on Bailey, but maybe Loki actually legitimately giving her advice here. Because, I mean, it wasn't pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> like um, like I said, the self-burial was pretty savage. Saying then she went up to the main roster and failed, essentially. <laughs> Fucking blew it. <laughs> I like
1: that. I really like that. I, her mind game, sort of, you know, sort of mind. It's just a very, um, I don't want to say female thing to do, but you know some females might do things like that um you know it's, it's sort of like bless your heart kind of mm, at
2: the same kind yeah of- yeah well that's what it is right it's right. um you got charlotte being uh kind of bitchy but you know yeah. friendly at the same time genuine mm-hmm. uh as opposed to emma who's being bitchy but very passive aggressive at the same time <laughs> um and I love how when she sort of exits stage left here and we uh, we kind of pause on this very contemplative uh, Bailey, she's – they're almost treating Emma as like a cautionary tale.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't, fucking end uh. up,
2: don't end up like this fucking idiot. Like. God, I, uh. I don't know. <laughs> Emma, was, <laughs> sure.
1: Emma looked hot, though, I will say. I thought – she probably looked the best that i've ever seen her
2: yeah she didn't look bad
0: so yeah take him as advice don't be like her all right we get a quick recap of uh rhino's debut and then we go and i feel like we should just completely (laughs) we'll focus on the ko part of this because corbin comes out he has a match with Tony breaks, however the fuck that is. He (laughs) does the end of days and nothing else. I mean, we've seen this shit like 5,000 times at this point. So no one cares about that. But as (laughs) this is happening, KO is looming over Alex Riley on commentary. (laughs) Um, After that so-called match ends, he's still looking at him. Albert. So he's looking at him. Alex Riley gets up and, you know, tries to get in Kale's trace. They're kind of staring down. And the whole time, Albert is like, hold on. Alex, 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 come on,
1: Alex. Oh, Alex, Alex. You got to buy your mortgage, Think about Alex. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Think about your family and your kids.
2: Think about your mortgage, your family.
1: You got a K.O. job.
0: Kale grabs <laughs> the. Yeah. Alex, 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 <laughs> You have a job, Alex. Um, Albert's holding him back. So in the in the most KO fashion, he grabs the water bottle, kind of stalls for a minute and just pours it on Alex Riley's head. And then um, KO just kind of walks out as Alex Riley like acts tough. So just top tier trolling from KO and uh, Albert with his fucking get a mortgage, Alex. Come on, Alex. Come on, man. It's not worth it. It's your job, dude. Come on.
1: Pouring over the head to me wasn't the great part. It was him drinking out of his bottle. That was the great part because <laughs> mm-hmm. he did he that real legs. slow before he just dumped it on his head. He uh, did. That was brilliant. Yeah. Definitely, really like that. And it's it's mm, it's just that real shitty thing. It's just it's like that. <sighs> Like the bully like, in high school. That yeah, was it's like the with.
2: schoolyard bully stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, Where you just, just want to rip this their fucking like, head off. Just
1: so and like, fucking insulting.
0: And Alex Riley is like yep. such a dork that it like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's like he's, he's going been after good for like, his
2: like it, has. in terms of carrying uh-huh. his end of yeah. the bargain. Like, I mean, I will say this: I would not expect much from an Alex Riley in a 2015 NXT feud, but, um. He's been convincing. Like he's, you he see some pretty, mm-hmm. I almost wonder if he had like some acting lessons in his time <laughs> off or something. Cause he, he's like right. coming across as a pretty good actor throughout all of this. Granted, Kevin Owens is being as big of a fucking dick as you could be um, in kayfabe terms. So it may not be that hard to yeah. get that kind of reaction out of someone. But um, I don't know. Again, this is just continuing to, to defy, my expectations and work rather well.
0: Yep, great, very well done. It almost makes you feel like sympathy for Alex Riley, which is um quite a feat. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's yeah. actually yeah. like it's bringing a lot of um like edge and like heat and emotion to NXT that mm-hmm. I don't think that we've
3: yeah.
1: really got to you know sort of the real more of what i think of like black and gold nxt like old school Mm -hmm, Mm a little bit darker edge
0: true true all right speaking of emotions we had the sammy (laughs) zane who has another one of his lo-fi vlog entries um, (laughs) from the snowy (laughs) snowy streets of montreal he says that he can't help but notice and feel like the landscape of NXT is changing dramatically. Right. He's 13 years into his career, and he does can't remember a time when he felt less mentally prepared. So now he's walking the streets at 2 a.m. because this is where he is. And, uh, you know, KO started this, and he doesn't really know what his next move is going to be. So a very emo Sami Zayn here is mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. contemplate what to do after his loss. And, you know, NXT changing. Mm-hmm. Now you have this this uh his former friend ko who's throwing commentators around and acting like a douche so sammy is very contemplative
2: um yeah from from uh, abu dhabi to the mean streets of montreal once more uh in this fucking wasteland of canada here in (laughs) march of 2015 (laughs) i guess um i I will say that i I liked that Sammy acknowledges he isn't mentally prepared right now to um even face Kevin Owens or you know, the full sale faithful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's just not in that headspace. He again, he's not physically injured. It's not that he can't go. it's it's he doesn't have his head on right. And he um he admits that, which um, it's showing a lot of vulnerability. I mean, I'm not saying this guy needs to show more vulnerability than he already has, but <laughs> it's very, it's very fitting for his character, right? And it's it's not something you see all the time from a baby face. So um, I don't know. It it definitely is very lo fi but um, I I sort of I think maybe I was just jonesing to see Sammy again. We're we're kind of hurting for his absence a little bit. Um, so it was just nice to check in with him.
1: I don't know, I feel like he got more fucked up um during that match than we realized. <laughs> Maybe he
0: <you> let on. <laughs>
1: yeah, like he seems like super like I don't know, like he has some real PTSD from what went down yes. with KO, so he's like I'm just not, you know, mentally prepared. So. Yeah. you know, it it takes a lot to admit that, but like you said, like I I don't know, like it's it kinda makes you go like you like sammy so much that it makes you go like well i don't know if this is for you then and you know like you know it's like (laughs) you really got rocks i don't know like but you do want to see him wrestle but you don't want him like you know mentally suffering for Mm. that so i don't know It's it's a weird flex but he's not wrong you know about the changing of nxt
2: I guess I always Am a sucker like, for a, a break them down To build them back up kind of story With, of with my heroes
0: So that seems to be What they're going for here And the vlog is a nice little Different style than most of the other Promos we see so that's cool too mm-hmm. uh, Even though right. it's
2: filmed On a 1997 JVC um, <laughs> uh, right. Camcorder Or whatever
0: Uh, All right, so we go to C.J. Parker. He is complaining to William Regal about his treatment when Alex Riley busts in screaming, says he wants to wrestle. He's had enough of Kevin Owens seemingly making his decision. C.J. butts back in and says he is the only one who has actually hurt Kevin Owens. Look at Kevin Owens' nose. He busted it open in that first match. And so Alex Riley says that C.J. is going to be his first match back. So we know where this is headed. He's going to be his fucking warm-up like he is for everyone. (laughs) So he's going to squash DJ Parker <laughs> before moving on. So kind of setting that up.
1: Uh, oh uh, my God. I This was so good. Like again, is everything, but I loved CJ Parker in this. Like my like feelings about him were um, sort of confirmed during this little thing. I love how he hides behind Regal to like shy away from Riley. That's that's really funny to me, and when Riley, you know, wants Kevin, <laughs> CJ's like, you and Owens, give me a break, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is hilarious, because <laughs> he's not wrong, you know, it's right. kind of hilarious to think about that, so, I don't know, I, <laughs> I loved all of this, I thought it was really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I did too, it's, uh, well, I mean, it's good follow through as well, we get uh, Alex Riley making his decision now. He is going to throw away his uh, illustrious career as a color <laughs> commentator, go back to wrestling. Um, but Regal, you know, the, the administrative powers persevere telling him he'll have to sign a c- talent contract, of course. <laughs> and, you know, he's going to, he's going to name the, the, um, the time and the place. I was trying to make another <laughs> Balor <Ben> <laughs> redundant, any t- uh, any
1: place, uh
2: anywhere? anywhere, any place. Uh, is, is, uh, that's going to be up to Regal. Um, but C.J. Parker just adds a lot to this, I agree. Just He's like a bystander to this whole situation, but he can't keep his mouth shut. So now he's going to get his shit pushed in by a former commentator, basically. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love how they just teed that up as as uh riley's first opponent he's like all right well if i can't have owens tonight then i'll just fuck you up basically
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll Just beat up you <laughs> fucking hippie all right all right mm. all right we will head to our semi-main event where we're gonna see the official in ring <laughs> debut oh, mr God. solomon crowe he's, he's gonna be facing bull dempsey Albert says we've seen what Bull does when he's backed into a corner, which I mean, what no. lose? That's what? what we see him do. He talking <laughs> <about>? <laughs> he's talking about. Backed sure
1: into happened. a corner. Stupid as shit.
0: Right. Heard. Um, uh, they're trying to establish Solomon's character here. Albert says that he was uh, bullied and he was a hundred pounds overweight as a youth. Um, his look I would describe as I said he looked like Eric Young. He also looks like Taz, but like warped toward two thousand three version of Taz, like. <laughs> The singlet, and he's kind of stocky. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, weird. It's I too love much how, going on. Um,
2: people listening who have never seen Solomon Crowe before, which is probably most of the listeners, um, or they've forgotten, certainly, <laughs> will have no idea what this person looks like based on our varied descriptions of this human being. They are... We are all over the map in and saying I what this guy looks I mean we've got
0: He's Eric Pond, we've got to Taz.
2: we've got uh guy from <laughs> yes. Sum forty one, we've got um Jenny, what did, what did you say? Um Um a garden uh,
1: gnome with John Favreau's face.
2: With <laughs> John Garden Gnome with John Favreau's face. Yes.
0: Thank you. Somehow all correct too. Yes. Somehow all, accurate. all
2: correct. Yes. Just a. a <laughs> collection yeah, he's a, just a collection of he's of...
0: A, a puzzle piece in perfect rhythm this is how <laughs> <describe> his look. <laughs>
3: um
0: but um, bull clubs on him he did, I feel like this every bull match bull he like hits some strikes and does some chimocks it's all bull ever does yep. uh yeah. solomon though he does a little hulk up move hits a scoop slam and uh bull comes back goes for his headbutt off the top rope misses that And then we get to see Solomon Crow's finisher, Mm -hmm. which he just kind of like does this weird. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call it the ultimate warrior. It's more like uh, it's more like, oh, God, why can't I think of Uh, the renegade? It's more like the renegade. He like spazzes out. He like flops off the ropes and does this weird spastic headbutt thing. Mm -hmm. It does not look impressive at all. But uh, apparently that's his finishing maneuver. And so I went uh, a half a star on this. I I can't even tell whether or not I like Solomon Crow because he's just so confounding as a, as anything (laughs) like his, like the, the finisher was like the coup de grace on the whole thing. Like Mm -hmm. that. He just kind of, he almost does like he's doing like the, uh, the old Dean Ambrose where he would go through the like ricochet off the ropes, but way less smooth and way faster in a bad way. Uh Like he just kind of like, Pops off the ropes and just like falls into a head. But it just looked absurd. Just, just these perfect awkward, finisher awkward. for this. Uh, yeah. yeah. For this very odd man. So. um,
2: <laughs> I, I don't even.
1: For this very odd man.
0: <laughs> was, you know, I apparently cyber hacker. To...
2: <laughs> yeah this this uh hacker from 1992 um i apparently forgot to rate this match um but i did watch it and i question <laughs> i question if his finish is supposed to be a headbutt or if it's supposed to be like a full body splash and he mm-hmm. just sort of um <laughs> you know didn't have like the distance between mm-hmm bull and the ropes was just too far for him to clear and it's a it looked like a headbutt but Mm. perhaps it is supposed to be a headbutt i don't know it's it's an awkward move either way everything about this was awkward i i think that might be my rating it's just awkward um
0: (laughs) you probably that seems as good as anything associated
2: i very likely did
1: oh boy um
2: Look, if this was the only match where that happened, and in, in a stretch of shows here <laughs> for NXT, that's pretty impressive.
1: Um, I, you know, I I like for Bull to like do things. I don't know. So oh, yeah, at, at least he got to do more than we've seen a little bit more, even though he missed like my favorite move of his—that top rope headbutt. Um, just
2: eat shit. Yeah. Yep.
1: Just totally missed it. And I called that little move a slingshot headbutt. Um, yeah. But like a miniature, because he's he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't clear the top. The, it, the top it's not
2: even a springboard, cares. right? He's no. not jumping on the ropes. He yeah. just leans back and leans, and throws himself yeah. forward. Yeah, it really is just a slingshot.
1: I think that if you're a guy with a lot of height and weight that might look cool Mm -hmm. but not not on this guy so that's that's
0: you look like he just falls
1: yeah Uh, falls falls with force um force falling and so i did the one star on this one
0: okay
2: Um, if anything it looks like he's just just
0: giving himself whiplash yeah right Yeah, it's a good thing. I'm I'm sure he doesn't last long here, but it's probably for the best for his health because I can't imagine his vertebrates going to take this. All right. Um, We'll move on to our main event, which may be a a bit, just a tad better than that um, Solomon Crow match. And that's going to be Sasha... In Charlotte, in a uh, a rematch here, or not a rematch, let say, but Charlotte's rematch to try and get her title back um, from Sasha, who won a takeover. So, um, decent amount of hype for this. It feels like a pretty big main event, especially for TV. Sasha, uh, early on, you could see, she always talks about Eddie beat influence. I thought you could see it here a bit with the, uh, in the early going, as she's doing kind of the avoidance, kind of running around in circles, avoiding Charlotte uh, stalls a little bit until Charlotte grabs her ass and starts going to work. I thought they did a good job getting over the size difference here. Like you really felt it throughout the entire match that mm-hmm. that uh, Charlotte had a pretty clear like size and power advantage, and so Sasha's constantly trying to use her more speed and maybe her craftiness, which I thought she did a good job of. Like um, as Charlotte's whipping her ass, she kind of tries to roll into a bank statement. She can't quite hook it in, but at least like slows Charlotte down a little bit. Charlotte goes for the moonsault, lands on her feet, um, but uh, goes for like a standing uh, senton and goes straight into Sasha's knees, which I thought looked sloppy in a good way, like in a way that made it look Mm -hmm. legit. Like she didn't land flush on it, but she kind of fell over on him, which I thought made it look even more brutal. Um, Sasha hits the double knee in the corner, and um, we kind of mentioned earlier, I thought this, I mean, this match overall to me was like a Sasha coming out party in like a singles match, but we kind of said her offense was looking good, and I thought it looked really good in this match. Like, it's really starting to get there, like, the double knee in the corner looked good, she locks in that bow and arrow submission deal where she kind of hooks Charlotte's arms around her own Mm -hmm. neck, which looked good talking mm-hmm. shit to her to try and keep it interesting while she's got her locked in kind of a rest hold like trolling the crowd so getting her heel kind of character over uh charlotte gets a desperation roll up but sasha hits the backstabber and rolls into the bank statement again but charlotte again using her size to get the ropes using um you know like her length and reach gets the ropes comes back hits her with a spear Char- uh, sasha then throws it to the outside hits the brett figure four spot on the post so real vicious like I feel like mm. sasha always wanted to kind of get over that she was vicious but we always called it like the thrashing mm. and I feel like now she's finding a way to kind of get that over with these moves like instead of thrashing it comes off as like actually like good aggressive offense like with the the double knee in the corner the Brett figure four on the on the ring post but um um she Charlotte escapes that she goes up top and they do kind of, it almost looks like they did the flare spot a little bit. It was a little bit low-key, but uh, Sasha kind of scoops her off the top rope and slams her. And then uh, hurries up and hooks her legs and uses the ropes for leverage and steals it with the um, with the roll-up there. But this was a damn banger. This was good. Yes. It felt like a fight. It really looked like they were going after each other. Um, definitely the most legit that uh, Sasha has looked by far. Like I said earlier, it just really felt like a like she's arrived a little bit in this match like she had the technical skill like they really i really felt like her strategy like like she didn't get like all her spots looked really calculated like she knew what she was going for she kind of knew that charlotte's probably stronger and better than her in a way but she kind of used all of she used every little advantage that she could get and i don't know it just felt like two rivals that really hate each other fighting for a title it felt important it felt like it mattered And, um, yeah, again, that's just all I could keep coming back to. Like Charlotte has been there for a while for us, but this is like, I felt like you could see Sasha making the jump here in this match. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty damn awesome. So I ended up going three and three quarter. Uh, Jenny, I know you have some strong feelings about this one.
1: I do. And you're right. I mean, everything you said was right. Um, Sasha, this is, this is the Sasha that, I have been waiting for, because like I said, this whole time, like I don't get it, like, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, I see it now. She's working on the details, and this is when it clicks because, um, her, like, her whole look is on point. Like she, normally her style is a little bit not my taste, but I think she looks amazing in this, and like they both look really good, but. Like her whole, she is the total package in this, in this match. And me being me, I'm going to give some of that credit to Charlotte, but that's, that's how I roll. But honestly, it was a really good, really good match for Sasha and why they want to put a damn ad in the middle of this. I will never Mm. understand. It pissed me off to no end. Um, Please don't do that. Like, why? Please stop doing it.
2: It's not like this is a TV show. You're is on network. the
1: network. Stop yeah. doing that. Um, Charlotte, I as much as I love when she flies and um, when she pulls off, because she's just so graceful and so athletic that sometimes you kind of forget about her power moves. But when you see them, they're hot as fuck. <laughs> so, yes, to all of that that she does here. And then... Um, when they really start cooking, when Sasha gets her in that submission and they really work it, they go all around the ring working on that shit. Um, Charlotte spearing the fuck out of Sasha was amazing. Um, towards the end, I think that they. I don't want to say lost a step, but they they knew that they wanted to nail the ending, and you can kind of see in the hesitation up to the ending where there were a couple little slip ups. Um, but to me, that adds the realism. I don't know. I liked it. Like you said, it felt like a fight. Um, and then the figure four leg lock, I'm always popping for that. Um, and the end I, I totally loved because. It has that little bit of bullshit at the end with her feet on the ropes, but it doesn't really take away from what they've already done. Like, I don't know. I love the ending and I probably overrated it, but when she, when she got Charlotte up and bent her backwards and put her knees in her back and just fucking yanked her, like she took both of her hands and just yanked her up and down that shit looked good like I that's the focus that you talked about Jake on on her thrashing (laughs) offense where she took that style and made it into something that works for her so I loved seeing it click and I went four and one quarter star
2: oh whoa yes I did wow you love this match I did I think that's is that your highest rating of at least maybe tied for your highest rating of anything I feel Probably, like we
1: yeah, and it might be early but I mean I just think she just sort of all clicked for me finally and maybe it's somebody like Charlotte with her that brings it out for me
2: yeah yeah well I'm glad to hear that uh, Sasha has finally put it together for you um, I've I mean Watching these 2015 NXT shows at the time is is where I really learned to love Sasha, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad that that is happening for you now, as well. Um, because uh, I I want you to like Sasha. <laughs> um, well, here if, we are. What Your if dreams are coming point. true, Tim? My dreams yeah. are coming true <laughs> in a big way. Um, yeah, I really dug this match too, and and one of the things that I thought I didn't like on first impression was right at the beginning where Sasha is kind of running scared. Um, I thought that at first I thought that was a bad look, like because we know she's a heel. She's been a heel, but she's never been like a chicken shit heel. So, and it was like, and it wasn't done in a way where it felt like she was trying to sucker Charlotte in it. It really felt like she was, you know, not up for this, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that as the match goes on, that kind of contributes to the story and, and exactly what we've been talking about, which is, uh, Sasha coming into her own and really becoming a fully realized, you know, professional wrestler, proper professional wrestler. um, and it's sort of like these are glimpses of of the old Sasha poking through, but then she gets it together and realizes, "Hey, I'm the champion now. I gotta act like it. I've gotta take the fight to to Charlotte here, um, like it or not." So she's sort of overcoming her own worst instincts there, and and becoming that more complete professional wrestler. So I, I sort of again that just that might be head cannon there on my part, Mm -hmm. me smoothing over some of these wrinkles, but I sort of got past that as, as the match progressed because it does settle into a nice little groove. Um, I enjoyed as well. The, in the early sequence, both women uh, managed to, to get their submission holds on one another, Mm -hmm. but escape in various different ways. So it's like they know each other so well, they've wrestled enough times that they kind of have each other's numbers and um, they know how to especially in the early goings of a match how to escape one another's signature holds like that um and they know that they've got to get more creative in order to win this thing uh so this then becomes the story of sasha really working over charlotte's back she knows that charlotte has the size advantage but if she can take her legs from her if she can take her aerial assault and her acrobatics away by you know punishing her back then that's going to give her the advantage and also plays into her, um, you know, bank statement submission. So really, really smart, um, ring awareness and just, um, presence of mind of, of Sasha, uh, to work the back as much as she does in this match. Something we don't, we don't really see Sasha as the type of wrestler who targets a body part. Right. And again, that's, that's where that evolution is coming in. Um, over the course of this, this match, she uses that, uh, that backstabber, which looks mm-hmm. real good, um, against Charlotte, who's as flexible as she is, uses oh, that. effect. Oh,
1: she wow.
2: Folds up, right.
1: It's, it's so good.
2: Yeah. So, so Sasha gets a lot of mileage out of that move. Um, and you know, goes back to that bank statement, which Charlotte, again, is still, she tries to, to roll out of it. Sasha hangs on, um, but you know, it, it still gives uh, Charlotte enough of an advantage that she can reach the ropes. So Charlotte's going. Sasha's thinking, man, what the hell do I have to do to beat her? And so we see she gets desperate. She she takes the uh, the shortcut at the end. Um, but can you really blame her? A win is a win, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it wasn't a hard fought match, and uh, it's 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 uh, like Bobby Heenan used to say, right? If um, if, if you're gonna lose lose if you must but win if you can lose if you must but always cheat right
1: yeah <laughs>
2: so that that is uh right out of the the brains playbook there by uh sasha so um you know it's uh it's a it's a great match but it also gives us some unfinished business since mm-hmm. it's it's not a clean win for sasha by any means um but it's it's a real banger. The first of I I think the first real classic one on one between yeah. these two. So um I I love that we got a chance to see that in this stretch of episodes. Um so I went so I didn't get out of the threes on it, but it, but I came darn close. I'm I'm three and three quarters like Jake as well. So um we're you know, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting real close yep. to if, if, um, you know, four is, is, gr- uh, a great match, then this is, this was like just shy of it for me. It absolutely, you absolutely see from this match that these two are very capable of having a great match. And then some, it's just, you know, th- this was structured in a way that they want to leave you wanting more. And yes. again, having that unfinished business, down the line we're going to see a rematch for sure
1: i really liked the little detail about even though she did have to use the ropes to get the pin she did it until the three count so she Mm -hmm. had one two and she didn't put the legs up until.
2: and then threw her her feet on the ropes yeah
1: that to me is a a small detail that makes a lot of difference
2: (laughs) yeah She wasn't entirely dependent on the right. Right. She just sort of wanted that extra insurance policy. Really.
1: Exactly. I I like that. I don't know. It was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great match. A great little capper to our set of episodes here. Um, But uh, yeah, I think because of how good the main event was and I kind of dig the little ko alex riley thing is kind of interesting i thought the emma promo with bailey was kind of good too like to push the bailey stuff along so but mostly on the back of that awesome main event i actually ended up going seven out of ten on this one just because i mean i always put a lot of weight if they can deliver on the main event that really goes a long way and if so if you deliver there and you have a few other little things thrown in there that's enough for a a pretty good show for me so seven out of ten
1: I thought I was going to be too high on this, but <laughs> honestly, I mean, like, I really liked that Cass and uh, Enzo thing, and um, and the Alex Riley stuff, and then this match was was it for me. So I did seven out of ten as well.
2: Um, I I'm going also go seven out of ten. Actually, um, there's just not a lot that doesn't work in its own way on this. I mean, I know we've dogged on Solomon Crow and Mm -hmm. Bull Dempsey, but I mean, it's, it's sort of charming in a way and how ridiculous and stupid it is. Um, you know, nothing really ever stays. It's welcome. Uh, we get Tyler back in the mix, which, you know, I am always appreciative of, even if it's not a great match. Um, you know, there's it it just it's a well-paced show. moves along in a good clip, and we we have a main event that actually delivers and gets some time. So um, yeah, hard to hard to argue down from a seven.
0: Very good. So again, we end on a high note. We will go to our awards. Uh, I think this will be kind of straightforward. best match. I think we're all in agreement. Sasha and Charlotte, they were just talking Three. about. Mm-hmm. Easily. Um worst match we have numerous huh. candidates. I ended up going with the one that I brushed over which is uh Corbin and uh whoever Briggs. Tony Briggs I think it was. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, I mean I, I gave that one for the KO stuff technically but I mean a Tommy and Bulls kind of dumb. I don't know. Pick one.
2: It's <laughs> Tommy and Bulls got yeah, it. There's plenty, plenty. Um, I most want to say Adam Rose and Tyler Breeze.
1: Is, I thought about it, but I don't know.
2: Uh, um,
1: Rhino and Elias.
2: It's Rhino. So I'm like yeah. kind of forgiving mm. of it. Yeah. Um, I'm just I think Corbin I'll just do shit. the Corbin, the yeah, Corbin, Corbin Briggs, just because we're so over it.
0: Um rising got Wes and Bud, I have Finn, Becky, and definitely Sasha. And Rhino. Yeah. Rhino. Uh, I
1: like Rhino so for and Cass. that
0: mm-hmm.
2: Uh yeah, I don't really see anyone else. Um,
1: Alex Riley.
0: <laughs> right? I yeah, mean it's a good one. Cool. Yeah. Hard yeah, to deny. Yeah. Put him down. Yeah. Um falling. I have Bull as he continues to lose. Solomon, who just debuted, but I just I feel like he debuted and fell. Um Lucha Dragons. Uh Ty Dillinger. J Jordan. Yeah. Vaude Villains. Vaud Villains. Villains. Seeing a lot of the people who have been semi prominently featured kind of yeah. falling by the wayside here. Mm-hmm. MVP was tough for me because I wanted to go. It's hard not to go KO because he mm. he delivered on every show. Like I almost wanted to give it for, to Sasha for that breakout performance. Mm. But I feel like I had to lean KO just because he was featured on every show and kind of delivered on every episode.
1: I had the exact same debate um, and I did go KO as well.
2: Um, Yeah, I'll agree. He was the one really consistent presence for all three of these shows and consistently strong presence at that.
0: Um, LVP. I was leading Solomon, but I'm almost backtracking because just because he was entertaining, I mean, in the wrong way, but I guess that does have some value. So I don't know, maybe uh, trying to think of who just like I don't know I'm kind of over Baron Corbin coming out And like yeah. just doing one move I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little over it So fuck it, Baron Corbin, LVP
1: I think the least valuable player Was all the damn commercials And video packages <laughs> The so production can I, Yeah, production It's a good one It took It'll away work. time that we could have definitely use to do other cool stuff all
0: right
2: um do i want to pull a jenny and say jason jordan because yes, you turn, do. turning turning on ty dillinger and it's awful yeah. awful non-explanation for, for any of this yeah. yeah jason jordan is the lvp for me
1: love it
0: all right best moment we had a few candidates i'm gonna go with ko randomly throwing alex riley over the, on the table
2: yeah that yeah. was
0: awesome um That's, which kind of kicked off the little feud
2: i'm gonna go with uh ty dillinger pleading with his now former <laughs> partner why would you do this to me? in the random person in the crowd going because
1: you suck <laughs> Relax, just sure. relax, relax. <laughs> relax, relax. Oh my god, Calm down. relax. Oh, uh, um, just because of how much I was delighted by it, I'm gonna say Cass's promo about how ugly and disgusting <laughs> West <laughs> are. I just really love it. Perfect. Like I was researching, how do I make a GIF because I've never made a GIF before, and I really <laughs> wanted it. I really <laughs> wanted somebody's GIF. say ugly and disgusting. Ugly, enough. disgusting. Because you need the finger point and you need his eyes and how serious he is.
0: We'll get a uh, we'll get Bull on the GIF. Please, so he'll work yeah. up. It's a GIF maestro, but. I'm glad. So I'm glad we're wrapping this up. Sometimes we leave these with a little bit of a, um, you know, a little down in our luck. But I think we ended strong here, and we have some some hope. We have a few things cooking that are uh, keeping us keeping our hopes up. But uh, um, what do you have cooking, podcast wise, uh, Jennifer?
1: Well, I got a couple things cooking. So um, every Wednesday on the North South Connection. I have my shows dropping, so that will be um, a lot of, you heard about Pluto coming up uh, in the month of September, um, because in the month of October, I am doing all Freak Out Drive-Ins for the whole month, so I have a lot of really good ones planned, uh, including one from tim capel that's been on our bucket list for a while now so much excited about that and um some of my wrestling content are is also on wednesdays now with the return of tna never dies um because we never died we had to come back and so you can find those on wednesdays as well and you can find me on twitter at jenny position
0: very good tim
2: all right well uh i do another wrestling podcast right here on place to be nation wrestling it is also with jennifer smith but it's not with you jacob williams unfortunately (laughs) but it is with greg phillips in the third seat and that show is called talking wcw it's what it sounds like we talk Mm -hmm. a wcw wrestler or theme or concept or constellation of matches, whatever you want. It's talking WCW. And uh, we did a great show uh, just recently uh, on the great Muta as our subject on talking WCW most recent episode. And we will have a very topical edition of that podcast coming up in the month of October. Our subject is going to be Halloween havoc matches. So three representative matches from halloween havoc one picked by uh each host of the show um jenny have you narrowed down your your selections yet have any um ideas anything you're leaning towards you don't have to say Mm -hmm. you don't have to give specifics i'm just i'm just wondering how your uh, research is coming along
1: well i we've already talked about my favorite halloween havoc match. Yes. Um, which is the, from 95, the Monster Truck mash, mash, uh, mm-hmm. so. Um, Monster um,
2: Truck Sumo mash, yes yeah, Sumo
1: match, so I, I actually I was thinking about it a lot today, trying to do a little bit of research, and I have <clears> some <throat> ideas, but still, still <clears throat> open to some research.
2: Yeah, I've got some ideas also. Um, it's like, do I want to go like a, an infamous you know because boy is boy is halloween havoc known for its infamy sometimes with these matches yeah. but it is also known for its greatness some real classics in there as well so i don't know i'm a little bit torn we, we will see uh but beyond that uh uh jenny mentioned you will find me again in the month of october on uh an episode of freak out Drive-In that um uh, is going to be very near and dear to my heart for sure. Um, if I can get through it uh, with Jenny, I'm sure we'll be able to knock it out. Um, speaking of the North South Connection, a spinoff podcast from the North South Connection is called Nine Zero Two One No So, and that's a show that I do with my dear friend JT Rosero and a rotating uh, third. Seat for each edition of that podcast going chronologically through every single episode of the original Beverly Hills 90210. We've already finished the first season. We're like three, four episodes into the second season. Hard to believe. But um, we are trucking along with that podcast. We're having a great time. Jenny, you've been one of our guests uh, a couple times already, oh. I, I believe. We will certainly have you back. And, Jake, we will get you in, whether you whether you like it or not. You're going to be a guest on the 9021 NOSO podcast. So just search 9021 NOSO in your preferred podcatcher app. You'll find it. Um, Like I said, it used to be part of the North-South connection. No longer. It has been spun off into its own dedicated feed. So very cool there. You can find me on Twitter. I am at psych68, C-Y-K-E-6-8 on your Twitter bot. Um, And I think that'll... That'll do it for my purposes, for right now at least.
0: Very good. Yep, check out all the podcast feeds, North, South, Place of Be Nation, Wrestling Pop Experience, the uh, 902 Onoso, you know, special solo feed. Or, yeah, check it out, scroll through, I'm sure you'll find something that uh, tickles your fancy if this show was of any interest to you um, you probably pieced out after the uh, the gimmick names and <laughs> the, uh, the Cajun yeah, word so. it's still here. Yeah. after that the following two plus hours you're just kind of like, eh, whatever NXT but <laughs> Fuck, yeah. either way we'll be back for all the hypothetical fans um, soon enough and we'll cover another few weeks of NXT and we'll keep chugging along in the timeline thanks always for listening and we'll be back with another episode of PTB NXT next time PTB NXT has left the building.